Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome in, all my friends, all of our friends. That is Derek Gunn. Hi, Derek. I am Rob Ellis, hanging out with you on this Wednesday, July 26th, first day of Eagles practice. D-Gunn, what is up with you, my man? Well, first of all, you sounded like you you had a chest cold for a moment when you said hump day. I thought maybe allergies had kicked in or something. Day! Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, the sun is shining. And I have to tell you, Rob. Yes. After watching that Phillies game last night, I, I almost I'm not a, I'm not an emotional person, but I almost shed a tear when the Phillies rallied in the ninth. And the first thing I thought is somewhere out there in baseball land, there's a little Robbie Ellis who has dropped to his knees and is shedding tears of joy. Oh, you know. You needed this. You uh, need, and the thing is, you called it. You said you felt the Phillies were going to win last night. Yeah, that would not have gone over well. Uh, losing and, and Kyle Gibson pitched pretty well, but losing to Gibson, yeah, you know, just the fact that where they were as a team, uh, having not played as played as well as they, uh, I think they're capable of lately. To to rally like that showed something. And look, they they have seven rallies in the ninth inning or later when they're losing in in, it's the second most in baseball behind the Marlins so it's it's pretty impressive uh they've 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 shown a lot of resilience this team has late games when when they when they gave up that lead when when a dude hit that home run launched that bomb to go up three two I'm thinking I can't I can't I cannot be on the show today. I yeah, can't. Oh, O'Hearn hit that thing and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, man. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, he ain't just hit it, he launched it. Yeah, that was I'm thinking, I can't I can't do it. But yeah. hey, you know what? What's up with everybody starting out with the Sippos thing, man? They're coming at you strong. You see, I know, I'm, already, I'm already getting hit with Sippos. Yes, first of all, I mean, what's up, James? What's up, Jim G Fitness Rebel? What's up, Eagles fan, Twiz, uh Dre, Mr. Taz, Steve, Gorby, uh South Jersey D. What's up, everybody? Whoever I missed, I apologize. Yeah, I'm getting Sippos right out of the out of the shoot today at, at three minutes yeah, what's in. Up? What's up? What's Man. up with it? Sippos yeah. season. 
Uh, what is it, Rob Sippo, Sippos Ellis? A oh, man, I mean, what happened? I don't know. I don't know what's wow. happening. We're feisty today in, in the chat. I like it. I like well, feisty. Right. I like that. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yes. Um, and we do have Eagles practice today. They actually got out there and practiced the gun. So, uh, you know, we full reports from everybody. So and so look good. So and so look bad. I, Here I you know. go. Here you go. <laughs> I know you love it, man. Here you, you go. All right, I'm going to give you – here's what I'm going to give you. Dave Spadaro, uh, yep. PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Spuds is the Eagles insider. So he gave, he gave his his quick synopsis, all right? Uh, and, and I'll give you a couple other odds and ends uh, too. But Dave said about an hour ago, tweeted out about an hour ago, or X'd out. Is that what we call it now, X'd out, because it's not Twitter anymore? What, is, what do you mean it's not Twitter anymore? It's called X now. You know that, right? No, it didn't. Wait, Twitter is no longer called Twitter? Go go to your Twitter and see. It's called X now. Hold the phone here. Are you kidding me? Wait a minute. This is the first you're hearing of this? Yes. You seriously didn't know that Twitter was X. No. What is that supposed? What does that even mean? It must Elon Musk changed it to X. It's no longer Twitter. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> what okay. is, this okay. has been all over the place. Since when? I'm usually on top of this stuff. When did this happen? Uh, a few days, a week. I don't, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, he changed it to X. It's now called X. You can see it at the top. What? I don't see no, it. There's no blue bird. Go to your left above your, you know, where it says home, explore, notifications, messages. Yeah. What's right above that on your page? X. X. It's called X. What? <laughs> Oh my God! I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm, oh. I can't believe it's it's not Twitter. I was so fond of Twitter. It's X now. You can still go to Twitter.com and it'll take you to or go to your app where it says Twitter, but it is now X. Yes, X. Correct. Yes, that's the dumbest thing ever. Well, it it, it is what it is, uh, unfortunately. But yes, it's called X. So anyway, um, wait a minute, John Dickerson, D Gun, you're no longer tweeting, you're excreting. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> um, wait, wait, what? I'm sorry. Go back to what? What did Dave Spadaro say? Okay, so he tweeted out day one, cornerback Bradbury, outstanding day, running back Swift, very elusive and a weapon in the passing game. Tight end Tyree Jackson, big oh, linebacker Luther Ellis builds on, or not Luther Christian Ellis. Sorry, his dad was Luther. Builds on strong spring. Detach uh, Carter, Jalen Carter, quick and powerful inside. Crisp practice until number two group with pre-snap penalties, late energy, et cetera. There you go. That's from Dave. All right. Let me ask you this. Yes. Who who does Dave work for? He works for the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Ne- yep. Next 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 topic. That's all <laughs> I'm gonna say. All I of get- this all of this I, observation on the first day of walking out on the field. I only said that to you because I know you, you how much you love in practice tweets and about every little stat. So there you go. So you enjoy that. See me the week. See me the week of the first regular season th- Thursday night kickoff game. That's when I'll get excited. Until right. then, you know. Hey, the only thing I get excited about now is all this money that's being thrown around the NFL in the last twenty four hours. Yeah, the the pay the guys keep getting paid. It's absolutely unbelievable, man. It really is. It really is. You know what else is pretty crazy? So Jalen Hurts said today that he turned down uh, the opportunity to be on the Netflix series uh, right. quarterback. As did who? Justin Fields was another one. Yep. A, a lot. 
a lot of the young guys yes. are saying no to it. Um, now, part of me, I, I think it's admirable. They want to just be able to concentrate on football and they don't want the distractions and all that. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, Patrick Mahomes did it. You know, <clears throat> Kirk Cousins did it. Pretty successful quarterbacks in the league. Um, you know, That's a lot to ask. When you're asking a person to not just let you into their football lives, but their home lives. So when that you go back and look thing. at this series, yeah. they're, they're, the cameras are in their homes, at their dinner tables, at their birthday parties, at their other functions. They're hearing conversations that the normal ear would not hear between uh, the quarterbacks and, and certain family members. Um, that's why I gave that, – that's why when I really – once I sat down and watched it, like when when, I, when we first talked about this series, I sporadically watched the first two series. And then all of a sudden, one day I just sat there and I was, it was early in the day. I was started working. Here's what happened. So I knew I was going to have to take care of my two younger grandkids on a Friday night into Saturday. So I'm thinking I'm going to get a jump on Monday show because I know my Friday, Saturday is shot. Okay? Right. So on that Thursday, I had extra time. And I just sat there and I and started working on the show early and I could not get enough of it. And I, I said, I got to see the next one until I watched the last six episodes back to back to back. When you're a young quarterback or any professional athlete to ask to be asked to allow you into their personal lives, is a little bit uncomfortable. But because let's face it, there's certain things that you're not going to do naturally because, you know, it's going to be magnified more than it should when it's a part of your persona. It means nothing to you and the people who are closely surrounded to you, but people on the outside looking in may take, not exception to it, but may hone in on it True. And, and blow it up on social media. And then you've got to respond to it in front of a media. You know, I, I don't blame these young guys. That's a lot to ask, man. When you think about it, it's from start to finish, from the regular season all yeah. the way until you either regular season's over or you're knocked out of the playoffs or the Super Bowl. That's a lot. You, we, 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 we believe Jalen Hurts is a very private person. I'm not surprised you turned it down. I, I right. I was just going to say. I think especially with him, and I don't know the others well enough. Uh, but I know with him, he he is not a big fan of, of letting people in. You know, behind the curtain. You know, to what's exactly. happening in his personal exactly. life. So, look. Here's the bottom line. If it's something that you're uncomfortable with, and, and and you feel like may take away from your ability to be your best on the field, right? By all means, turn it down. By all means. Would you, would you do it if you were in that situation? I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. No, I wouldn't I either. Wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't. if somebody came and said, D-Gun, even if they said, we'll pay you X amount of do- dollars to come into your home, no, no, thank you. My house my house is a three-ring circus, you know, in a good way, not a bad <laughs> yeah. way, a good way. And yeah. then when my daughter and son-in-law bring the two other kids over, it's like, dude, it's like its own concert. You know, uh-huh. everybody out, out talks to everybody, the kids are loud. Now. I don't need that commotion in my house. I, no, I don't need that. somebody peeping in my, my private life like that. No, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Listen, so we're going to let, you know, we'll, we'll dive into some of the things. Howie Rosen, well, I don't think was initially supposed to meet uh, with the media, but he was up there at the podium at nine 30 before practice started with Nick Sirianni. So you had Howie and Nick um, and we'll, we'll tell you some of the things that they had to say. So among other things, they addressed um, the right guard spot. They addressed that. Yes. They addressed. He talked about the running back situation and what the what the objective is there, at least early. Uh, What the total team goal is, Um, and and I thought some really interesting stuff on the offensive game plan and how much it may or may not change. So we're gonna 
We're going to dive into all those kind of things um, throughout the course of the day. We have Sal Palantonio coming up at 1 o'clock, so we, we can't wait to talk to Sal. And, of course, you know, we'll continue with all the NFL stuff. You're right, Derek. I mean, and it seems like it's happening every five minutes. Somebody's getting a massive extension every five minutes in the league. Uh, You know, this is this is this is unbelievable what what is happening. You know, I mean, think about this. Six years ago, Derek Carr gets a contract paying him roughly twenty five million per year. He's at the top of the pecking order. Yeah. Now that's bargain basement price money mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to the numbers. Kyler Murray, you know, Patrick Mahomes deal was a gargantuan deal. That seems like a bargain basement price now. Oh, yeah. Based on what Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Justin Herbert are getting now. And then, of course, you got, you still got Josh Allen coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, you got some more guys that are going to leapfrog, leapfrog past Justin Herbert. It's like, who's next? It's it, who, yeah. Who's next is whoever's signing it. I mean, Joe Burrow's gonna gonna top them all for five minutes. Jalen had it, and you know, and then yeah, yeah. It, it's just the way it goes. It's it's the it, it's life. Then Lamar Jackson had it. Then Justin Herbert had it. Yeah, you're right. And now it's it's we know it's going to be Burrow, and this is going to get done before the season starts. Ooh. No doubt about that. You know, and, what, is, what is if Justin Herbert is worth two sixty two? What is what is Joe Burrow worth? Who's gone to the AFC Championship, where Super Bowl and AFC Championship game in back to back years? Yeah. What is he worth? Well, it, yeah, it's going to be all of it is just incrementally higher. It's not usually a ton, but it's going to be more. We know that that much. We know it is going to be more for sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, I I think it's uh, good for them. You know, get, do your thing. Get your get what your your worth. Like to me, I I say it all the time, especially in that league. Same get, here paid get paid because you 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 pay the price with your body I, so. I, I say that anything you do legally you know whatever you can get whatever somebody's willing to pay you get it while you can because it may not be there tomorrow mm-hmm. you know yep. what i don't blame them one bit you know I people agree. keep talking about these athletes make too much money well guess what you help pay their salaries because you buy the tickets you buy the merchandise you buy the concessions you do all these things, and of course, these humongous TV contracts that the NFL has, and the new TV money hasn't even kicked in yet. What is it going to look like when that new TV money? You know, it's it's funny, Rob. The the contracts we saw, and of course, uh, the Giants' left tackle got a big deal this morning. Andrew Thomas. Uh, the deal that shocked me the most is Diggs getting ninety seven million as a yep. as a cornerback. 97 million. Good Lord. Well, here's the thing. And he, look, his interception totals are through the roof. And yeah, they are. He, he has, he's had a lot of pick sixes. Like, there, there's no question about that, but here's the issue. He gets burned a lot. Like there, there's very little middle ground with him. He's either getting a pick or getting burned. And it's a lot of money. Like, and I, I just see the, you know, and the Cowboys are also apparently working on deals for CD lamb. Yep. And uh, and Terrence Steele, one of their you know quality offensive linemen. But where does that leave Zach Martin, who is and, not in camp? Nope. And where does that leave the running backs in the NFL? Okay. Everybody else getting paid except running backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, go. Andrew Thomas, and look at what Saquon got yesterday. I know. $11 million. Jeez, are you kidding me? Is, is, Andrew, now Andrew, is Andrew Thomas more important to that offense than Saquon? Yeah, I mean, look, the way that the NFL views it, yes, because an offensive lineman is. But if I look at that team, 
and the productivity you get out of Sa- Saquon Barkley, I, you know, you can make a case that's not the case. Yeah. Um, if I'm Saquon, you know, and he seems like the consummate professional, all right, all right we'll see what happens after this season. Mm-hmm. Now, would the Giants be dumb enough to try to franchise him again next year and take him off next year? Oof. I, I don't I don't know. I don't even know that they're anywhere near that at this point. You know, I, I don't know. Oh, I, I think they already have a plan in place. I Just like I always talk about how I know for a fact Howie Roseman at this point of the year is already not only just looking at this year, he's already looking at numbers strategically for next year. That's his M.O. Howie, Howie is way ahead of the curve in terms of not just looking at what's right in front of him, but also looking further down the road. He is he is meticulous about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I would imagine a lot of these other GMs, even though something is happening now, you have to see how it's going to affect down the road and what's our strategy down, down the road as well. Yeah, yes and no. I, I mean, I agree with you. You can't give him an extension anyway, but I hear you. <clears throat> Part of the problem is, especially at that position, can he stay healthy? And if he doesn't, how much does that hurt his negotiating? True. But what if he does? He had 1,300-plus rushing yards last year. Yeah. What if he does stay healthy? And what if he does obtain, let's say, two of the three goals that have been put in a contract as far as incentives? What What is that man worth next year still very much in his prime as a running back in the National Football League? Yeah, a ton. He's worth a ton. There's no question. Yeah. I mean, I, look, he's, he is, he's, he's betting on himself to an extent. I don't think he wanted to be in this position to bet on himself, but he is betting on himself. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's a big year for him, you know, for sure. Could, um, could you, could you imagine if after this season, Howie Roseman told Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift, thank you for your services. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, if, if Saquon became a free agent, shocked the world and signed Saquon. A deal here with the Eagles. They don't generally pay running backs, but it wouldn't surprise me. No, yeah. they don't. But they don't pay running backs. They don't pay. They don't pay linebackers. <laughs> Jeez. No, know. but, but you I, know, we, we know what they prioritize. They prioritize, you know, quarterback, offensive line, weapons on the line. outside, defensive line. Yeah, and corners. They'll pay corners. But yeah, that's uh, that's what they do for sure. Uh, but it was uh, you know, it was an eventful day. They practiced. You had Jalen speak. Uh, you had Nick speak, you had Howie speak, you've had others go out there and, and, you know, uh, meet with the media as well. AJ Brown talked about how they, you know, they're just trying to get better, better and better. I mean, look, it's, it's as much as you make fun of me, it's exciting that they're back. I get to see them out there. I get to see Kelsey Kelsey snapping in the shotgun and then, and then going up there, guys running through the the pad drills where they're trying to make them fumble. Oh, it's back, baby. Oh, it's back. Jason Kelsey was pinpoint accurate on his shotgun snap to, to, to Marcus Mariota. Yes, yes. Oh man, that means uh, they're that means they're winning the Super Bowl because he, he had a good snap today. Man, DeAndre great. Swift went through the line of scrimmage and took it twenty five yards down the field. Uh huh. Oh, Rashad Penny, uh, you know, looked good running to the outside. Wow. Oh, okay. All right. Next. What else? All right. Uh, I love it. I love getting you worked up with this. It's so and you fun. you get me with that stuff the way I get you with Sippos. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so they practiced. Uh, they're all, so the way that the schedule works is they're off tomorrow, um, and then they're back at it on. Of course they are. Yes. Of course they are. One day in the training camp, you have a day off already. Mm-hmm. You had the whole dang summer off. I know. I know. It's critical. Uh, also, so. Uh, <laughs> Hassan Reddick not practicing. He tweaked the groin a little bit. Nothing major. Uh, they're they're working 
Barnett back slowly from the knee, so he's limited. And Avante Maddox, they're working him back from a toe injury, so he was limited as well. So you had you have guys who are out, and I know you love seeing that, and then limited at practice today. So we're back, man. Look, we're back. Look, Tone says, I'm with Rob on this one. I feel the energy all the way from Texas, LOL. Yes. You know what, Tone? Tells me you don't have enough hobbies, enough enough things to occupy your, your free time. What well, think about this. We are only Derek Gunn. Uh, Here we go. Set, uh, 17 days from the first preseason game. Saturday Ooh. at Baltimore, August 12th. Oh, I can't wait. I know. I can't wait to see all the scrubs play in the first preseason game. <laughs> August 17th, they're home. August 24th, they're home. And then it gets real. September 10th at New England. Yes. Now that's Close. when I'm on board with you. Close. So that would be 10, 31, 41, and five, about 40, uh, 46 days, something like that. Not bad. We're getting close. We are getting close, my friend. I'm um, savoring every moment of summer I can get in here. There's a heat wave coming. I'm jumping for joy. The heat wave that's coming. Oh, it's going to be hot. Uh, it's going to be hot the, the next few days. We're going to get, get it pretty good. So 95 tomorrow in our area. Yes, 90, yes. 94 Friday. As Marv Albert would say, yes. No, 95 Saturday. Then Sunday's nice, 83. For yeah, that's, a, that's a cold front. It's cold, 88 did today. See, did you see the heat wave that's going across the southwest right now? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Record temperatures, 104, 104. Dude, my, my, bro, you know, my brother lives in Phoenix, and recently they just set a new record for the most days that were 110 and above for the month of July in Arizona. Yeah, that, that's rough, man. And I'm like, that is rough. I was there to soak in all of it. Well, my so, thing is, like, don't give me the dry heat thing. It's like, that is hot. It is the dry heat. Yeah, but 115. Come Dude, on, let me tell you something. Hot. Go to Florida if it's 115 degree, de- degrees. You can't even breathe. The humidity is yeah, so Yeah, that's true. That's true. Go to Arizona. It's hot, but it doesn't suffocate you. Yeah. There's a big difference. See? Yeah. Yeah. No, I listen. Yeah, I like, by the way, they kind of heat not bathing it like lotion, you know, just all over me, man. <laughs> so, you you ready for a couple of uh, Jalen quotes? Here we go. Don't tell me this about flushing any deuces. There's no toilets like yet being flushed. Okay, all right. If you fail, you want to fail forward. Okay. Oh, that's profound. Yes. If you go write something, say that. Say it's about setting the identity of the team, finding what it would be because it's different from year to year. And what does Hurts want the identity to be? Whatever wins. Simple as that. It's there true. you go. There Valid you go. point. Okay. So he's in he's in mid-season quote form, as as I thought you would appreciate. He's always he's always poised. You could wake him up in the middle of the night in like, you know. April, and he'd be able to spit a couple of those bad boys out. He, 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 he'd have something profound to state. We should, we should just make a whole list of all of his sayings and come back and revisit them later in the season. I think we should. I we think should. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Um, all right. So you ready for the Eagles question of the day before we get, we get heavy into our birds next segment? It has to do with training after. camp? No. It doesn't. It has to do with the regular season. All right. All right, speaking of Jalen Hurts, I want you to predict for me what his stat line will be. Ooh. What kind of numbers he's going to put up in 2023. So you, you want me to give you a baseline of what 2022 was for him? Well, it was like 3,700, 22 passing TDs, and what, 15 rushing? 
13 rushing. 13 yeah. rushing. 760 rushing yards, 3701 yeah. passing, 66 completion percentage, and a 101.6 passer rating. So that's your baseline. Off of that, what will 2023 look like statistically for Jalen? I would think very similar. I would think if there's one area that might go up, it would be the touchdown passes and the rushing touchdowns might decrease a bit. But in terms of passing yards, 37, 3,800 passing yards, based on how they're going to utilize him, especially if the offense is not going to change much in terms of how they go about trying to attack opposing defenses. So I would say right around 3,800 yards passing, 25, 26 touchdown passes, and maybe 9 to 11 rushing TDs. All right. All right. I like that. All right. Here, here's what I – and I want folks to chime in here. Everybody in the chat, let us know uh, where you're at statistically. So I'm going to go – for Jalen, yep. 4,000 passing yards. Okay. 25 TDs, not a lot more, but 25. Okay. Yep. Seven interceptions, 68 completion percentage. Okay. 103 passer rating. All right. 650 yards down a little bit, which means he's going to be running less. Yep. Still 13 TDs. So, uh, but I want you to give you, I'm going to give you my key stat for him 17. As in games played. You no think time missed. You think he'll survive the season? That's the biggest stat for me. I'm not worried about the other stuff. I think everything else will take care of itself. But okay. the biggest thing for me is keep him on the field. Stay on the field. Avoid the big hit if possible. Don't okay. put him in positions, especially if the game is is getting out of reach. Take the RPOs out of there. Let him just hand it off to, to one of those guys back there. Okay. okay. That's what I want. That's where um, I'm looking at. I like, I like that thought, line of thought. Um I just think um, he's such a consummate competitor. Um, I don't think he's going to run it 165 times, but you know, you know, defensive players are going to take a shot at him every chance they get, as they do with these quarterbacks now. Anytime they get a shot at a Lamar Jackson, even a Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, who will take off and run. Right. You no, know, see, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is smart. He ain't running unless he has to. He'll he'll pirouette around and buy time and wait for somebody to free open. He'll flip it overhand, underhand. He'll throw it out of bounds before he takes a direct hit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but these other guys, they'll take off and run. And Josh Allen will lower his shoulder and try to take guys' head off. I'm like, are you serious, dude? Yeah. Well, that, that's the, even as big as he is, and he's he's a big boy. That's going to catch dude. up to him. It will catch up to him. Yeah, you know why? Because that'll tick off a defender. That the strike zone is already narrowed as it is. And they're assuming a quarterback out of respect will just slide and just take the whatever's given to him. But when you got a quarterback that's going to lower his shoulder and try to barrel you over, yeah, defensive players take exception to that stuff, man. I'm telling you, they're, they're going to get a shot in somewhere, somehow. Yeah, and they're going to land on you extra hard if they can. Yes, you know, it, yes. It, it was interesting watching the, the quarterback Netflix, the, the way that uh, Mahomes approaches it. He's always kissing up to those guys. Hey, good yeah. shot, big dog. Way to yeah. go, big dog. Yeah, you're in there, man. Like he, he's he's not trying to tick anybody off. Although Except- he got into it uh, really good with Crosby. Yeah, he did. That was awesome. It yeah, was cool did. though. Afterwards, they both kind of you know dabbed each other and all that. But that was awesome. They were he went at Crosby. That yeah, he did, cool. man. Come on, yeah. man. Come on. I mean, he, hey, Patrick Mahomes. You know what? Mahomes knows he's the face of the league. Yes, he does. I think he's smart enough to know he gets a special treat. But historically, there are certain quarterbacks that got special treatment. Yep. You know, the Joe Montanas, the Troy Aikmans, the Brett Favre, the yep. Aaron Rodgers, you know, all these, you know, all these do. And Patrick Mahomes knows he's that guy right now. Until mm-hmm. further notice, you know, Tom Brady, he's that guy. 
you touch or hit them or swipe at them a certain way, it's a penalty. He knows exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. You are exactly right. All right. Let's come back, uh, Derek, and let, let's keep rolling with the Eagles talk. So uh, we'll get into further detail about what was said today between Howie and Nick and some other, other folks. And we're also going to do our greatest a little bit early. It's the Panthers today. All yeah. right. We'll do that leading into Sal Palantonio at one o'clock. So plenty of football fix here right out of the shoot. That's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I've been going there since I was a kid. I wouldn't steer you wrong. Uh, and I go there every single week as an adult. Uh, Bravo Pizza is absolutely awesome. Family owned since 1985. You got Alex and his crew in there, and it is a fine oiled machine. They have fresh food every single day. They have flour flown in from Italy. They have 20 different styles of pizza, slices to go if you're just looking to grab and get out of there. But the best is that they have the specialized pizza. You name it, they'll make it. And if you're not up for pizza, there's pasta, there's sandwiches, there's wraps, there's wings, there's salads. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. And you could follow them at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. Here's the address. I'm going to stop on out. 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown, Pennsylvania. 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. You can give them a call as well. 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team... 
We'll give you another 20% off, and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi, everybody. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Back, back, D-Gun, Rob Ellis. What? 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 Oh, nothing. Hi. I thought you were calling my name. Okay. Just uh, reintroducing ourselves uh, to our friends who maybe aren't uh, seeing us, who are maybe just listening to us. Uh, Yes, so great to be hanging out with you on this Wednesday. And the Eagles have their, their first practice of training camp today, as we mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, and, we, and we gave you some of the some of the highlights, some of the, uh, you know, the positives, if you will, the spin, if you will. But also, uh, according to John McMullen, our own John McMullen of Birds 365, he said, uh, word of the day was sloppy and bullhorn. Uh, Nick Sirianni is fun when things are getting sloppy. So he was uh, apparently... Getting a little fired up at the fellas for maybe not being on their A game, setting the tone early, if you will, uh, for these guys. And yeah, that is the one thing. As much as Sirianni is rah-rah-ish, right? He's a very enthusiastic guy. You know, we've been there, Derek. He's not afraid to call people out and get into them. Like really, I'm talking veterans too, not just rookies. Everybody can do that. But he'll get on on a guy. You know, he's really, especially quarterbacks and receivers, are the two positions. If you are, he tells you to run a, you know, a, a seven and out and you don't yeah. run and you run a seven and a half. He's on you. Yes. I mean, he's setting the tone. This was a, this was a Super Bowl caliber team. He's setting the tone early. We're all about business. It starts today, not next week. It starts today. Mm-hmm. You know, minimizing mistakes mentally and physically today from day one. Uh, yeah. I like, I like that. You know, it's not, this is not the first day of summer camp. Where well, yeah, everybody's happy to see each other. We're Kumbaya. about moving. yeah, huh? Yeah. Kumbaya. Holding hands singing kumbaya. Uh-huh. We're about that business. We have goals we want to achieve. You know, I would I would continuously remind them the percentage of teams that get back to a Super Bowl is like what 17%, something like that. Yeah. You know, and I would keep harping that every day. Are you an exception to the rule? Or are you going to be a norm? That's my that's my battle cry all season. Are we the exception to the rule with the nucleus of players that we have in this locker room, both young, middle-aged, and old? Are we the exception to the rule, or are we going to fall into that 17% norm? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'd be telling them every chance I got. Yeah, I think you're right. Look, the so a couple of interesting takeaways. Um, and and I, like I mentioned, it was Nick and Howie who were the first to, to meet with the media. Nick said the goal uh, is not to get back to the Super Bowl necessarily – he said the goal is to get better every day. He said, we start focusing on stuff that's way off in the distance. We're going to be in trouble. We're not, we're not going to pay attention to detail in the day to day. And you know, I think it's a good way to look at it. It's, it's a simplification exactly. of things. Yeah. Exactly. And rightfully so, you know, the, the, the execution, the execution determines success and failure. 
You know, and if you get into bad habits now, you'll have those same bad habits when the season starts. So I don't blame him for riding these dudes. You know, I mean, he, uh, the one thing I love about him is he can draw that fine line. Hey, I can be your best friend. I can be your worst enemy. It's up to you to decide that. Nice. You know, it's yeah. not up to me. Mm-hmm. You already know my personality. And if you don't know it as a newcomer, you'll get to know it. Yeah. Or talk to the players, the, the, over, the uh, players who are holdovers from last season. They'll tell you everything you need to know about me. Yep. You have two options. I can be your best friend or I can be your worst nightmare. You decide. Um, so the other thing, my kids all these years. That's the same speech you gave me before we started doing the show. I, I, you know, I just, just for, for what it's worth. Well, well, I don't know about that, but well, yeah, that's right. You you do that every every pre-show. You have that same discussion. (laughs) Um, All right. So I I thought this was interesting. The way, and you have to sort of listen to the phrasing of it, right? But so Nick was asked about the right guard spot, and he said it's Cam. Cam Jurgens will start at right guard for now. Dot dot dot. Which was kind of like understand that nothing's given here. Okay. You got to go out there and earn it. And I, I would assume we're, you know, he's gonna be talking about the same approach there with the Kobe Dean, with Reed Blankenship, with Jordan Davis, with Jalen Carter. All the younger cats are gonna have that same. Don't think this is slotted in. You're not Brandon Graham here. You know, you're not Jalen Hurts. So I, I, that was interesting. And, and the, the way he said it, I think, was with purpose. It wasn't a slip of the tongue. I think it was calculated. To whom much is given, much is expected. And, and Cam Jurgens has been given a golden opportunity to step in and assert himself and to establish himself. Now, obviously, uh, Nick Sirianni's final determination in terms of who is playing at that position, as is the case with every position, uh, will be heavily weighed upon de- depending on what Jeff Stoutland tells them you know, on a daily basis in meetings and stuff like that. Um, but it's, it's up to Cam to go out and to win and, and not win the position, but secure the position. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And see, the way Nick worded it, you can't come back, in, 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 whether it's in the season, whether it's at the start of the season, and say, hey, you told us Cam was a starting right guard. No, 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 no. I told you he was a starting right guard for now. Right. See, that's, that's the big key. Nick is smart like that, you know. Yeah. Not giving you any bulletin board material down the road. Mm-hmm. I've told you as honest as I could possibly tell you. That's today. Tomorrow hasn't. Tomorrow's story hasn't been written yet. Here's here's one of the questions I have for you, Derek. With that said, do you think we'll see Jurgens and Steen playing in in the preseason in the games? Since that that yeah. position yeah. seems to be at least a little bit up in the air. Yes. Okay. Yes, I think he needs to get those reps. I need Jurgens needs to get those reps. Obviously, Steen does. So, yes, definitely. I wouldn't be surprised also to see Steen play a little tackle as well in preseason. You know, that's his forte is playing tackle. You know, you're going to need a backup tackle. You know, heaven forbid Malata or, or, or Lane Johnson go down. Oof. Um, and we saw how nicked up they got last year and played through it. So, you know, yeah, you need a backup tackle. Now, I'm, I'm sure they already have some. You know, we haven't ruled out Dennis Kelly yet also. I mean, no. he, he's a sleeper in this whole thing. Yeah. You now we talked about him, and he, he loves his versatility. There you go. You know, they knew what he brought to the table when they had him here. And Guard it sounds back. like, he, to me, he's going to make the team because I think he can do a lot of different things for you. And and for whatever he, he's maybe diminished a little bit in terms of talent because he's played for a long time, yeah. he, you know he can play everywhere, and you don't have to worry about him, and you can just kind of plug him in, and he'd be fine. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, these guys, these guys who play more than one position, it, it's a thing of beauty to watch 
because unlike a lot of teams, and we saw the Eagles play a lot of teams last year, when a guard or a tackle was missing, the Eagles defense exploited that weakness. With this Eagles team, very rarely. Now, obviously, Jack, Jack Driscoll, when he jumped in the right tackle, that's not a good decision. You prefer him at guard. Let, let's put it's it let's be guard. kind. Okay. Yeah, let's be kind. But outside of that, you look at the interchangeable parts this team has had, and the machine kept going. Yep. You know, that's that's a rare, rare beauty to have. Mm-hmm. And it's the scheme. It's how the, the offensive line coach coaches them up. Um, and, it, and it worked almost to perfection for this team. And I expect the same thing. No, I, I do too. Um, this was also um, interesting. So he was asked about the turnover on the offensive side with Shane Steichen being, you know, moved have moving on to the, to the Colts and uh, Brian Johnson taking over. And Nick was very sort of matter of fact. He said, look, game plan is not going to change much. Um, mm. You know, I had, I had big input on, you know, essentially the, the way this thing was put together schematically. Uh, Brian's been here, you know, the only difference is Brian's going to be, you know, calling the plays here and, and, but this is going to look very similar. We're not looking to do a whole lot to, to reinvent the wheel here. So, and I'm, that's my word, but that, that was kind of what the gist of what Nick Sirianni said that, you know, Hey, this, this works. We don't need to do much to change things up. Everything we've been talking about all summer, uh, Nick, Nick Sirianni confirmed when you've had the type of success this team had last year across the board, running game, passing game. Why would you do much to alter it? Yeah. You keep that machine going until opponents force you to alter it. But basically, this offense was virtually unstoppable in a lot of ways. You know, so why would I, why would I mess with that? You know, what's that old saying? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, yep. Did that offense look broke to no, you? Anything but. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so why touch it? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I do until you force me to do something else. That's what the best offenses do. Kansas City, New England in his heyday. Go back to the Packers suite back in the 60s. They ran that Packers suite. You, I dared you to stop them. Nobody could stop it. Same thing with, with these offenses now. When you look at Kansas City and the Eagles, we're not, we're not going to change. Why would we change this playing right into the opposition's hand? Yeah, I, I think – I agree with you. That That's where you overthink sometimes, right? And if you're and – I, and I think Brian Johnson, I would hope at least, is secure enough – in his role where he doesn't come in having to feel like he has to change everything, you know, like oh, I'm going to put my own, my own spin on this. Yeah, you, Obviously you want the guy and you brought him in here because you believe in him and you do want him to do his own thing to an extent and, and, you know, improvements where he sees fit and all those kind of things. But you also, there's not a lot that needs to be done here on that side of the ball. So keep the machine rolling. Yeah. The assembly line is moving at a pretty good clip here. You don't need to stop it. No need to slow that thing down. You know, that, that's where you, the other side is where you're gonna, you might have some issues early is lear, guys learning. Because yeah. you think about it, that side of the ball, Derek, you lost CJGJ, both of your safeties, middle linebackers, both linebackers, if you, Kaiser and uh, TJ Edwards, and Hargrave. That's seven out of your 11. Yep. So that's a lot. You know, for even if you were keeping the same continuity with the defensive coordinator, so that's where you're gonna you're gonna suffer a little bit, in my opinion. Early, you'll have some you'll have some growing pains. It's gonna be trial and error. You're gonna have to. I mean, you can't. And again, because it's it's training camp preseason, you try to get an understanding of it, but you really cannot get a full understanding until you hit the ground running for sure. We assume Jalen Carter 
is a three-down D lineman. Is he that from the start, or will he gradually progress into that? Yeah. How much more does Jordan Davis need to play? You know, uh, is N'Kobe Dean, does, does he settle in right away at that middle spot, or does it take a little time to grow into that position? Reed Blankenship, so on and so forth. You know, Terrell Edmonds. You know, there's a lot of communication stuff that goes on in the back end that you have to get comfortable with. You know, and and I think it's going to be a lot of trial and error with this defense. Yeah. It, it, at some point, it will settle in. We will know. Could be the fourth game. Could be the sixth game. We will know exactly what this defense is or is not. But I think along the way, it's going to be mix and match until they get a comfort zone um, in terms of what what they need and who they need at strategic points of games. So last night uh, after the Phillies, um, I'm flipping around and the SEC network is running this this show called Them Dogs, D-A-W-G-S, about the Georgia Bulldogs season last year. I forget how many parts it is. I, it's, I think it's like a couple parts or whatever. Yeah, but it was, it was very well done. So I'm watching it because I want to pick up on as much as I can pick up on from Jalen Carter to uh, Keely Ringo to Nolan Smith. Now, yep. Nolan Smith got hurt uh, and he didn't finish off the year, you know, whatever. But uh, Jalen Carter was everywhere. Yep. Uh, you know, one of the things I noticed, and, you know, in a lot of their big games, he played very well. Ringo also, I mean, I think Ringo, I forget the stat, man, I should have written it down. But he was only like beat beyond. 20 or 25 yards once in the entire year last year. Like he had a really good year for them. I think they anticipated that he was going to come back for another year. Yeah. Um, But you know, he's sort of like a guy we're not really talking about much because he probably likely, unless there's injuries, won't get a lot of time. No, but look out for him in a year or two. Like he is, he's fast. He's big. Um, but man, Carter was everywhere. He was just everywhere and, and just disrupting the run, the pass. Uh, I, I, I think he is just going to be flat out. Awesome. I really do. I hope so. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but when you look at teams like the Alabamas and the Georgias, look at how many, you know, you know, powder puffs they have on their schedule. Yeah. It is, it is the best conference in, in all of college football, but you know, there's a big drop off at times when you get past Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. You know, and and um, those three those three teams are always the headliners in that conference. Um, I hope he is what he, he's supposed to be. Uh, every everybody out there, all the experts, all the pundits, just rave about his ability. You know, and hopefully that translates real quick to the pro level. But we don't know because even a bad team has pro bowlers on it in the NFL. That's true. You know. So he's playing a much better co- uh, caliber of competition week in and week out. I think the physical attributes to do it, well, you got to see it. You got to see it along the way. It's going to well, be you, d- you do. Like, I, I, you know, statements like this from Barb Carroll Rob, college is fine, but it's about what to do with the NFL. Yeah, yeah no, no kidding. I, I mean, obviously, we're projecting. I, like, I get it. Uh, I'm just telling you what I saw at, you know, last year when I watched the whole year and then reiterated it, uh, you know, with film. My point being, I don't think there's a limitation there. Like where Jordan Davis, you, last year you were hoping he was going to be effective against the run. I don't think Jalen Carter has to come off the field. I don't. I think he can handle the run and the pass equally equally well. And that's why I think there's a difference between him and Jordan Davis last year. Why Jordan Davis had to sort of be eased in 
And I don't think Jalen Carter is going to have to be eased in. I think he's going to be an every down defensive tackle. Well, I think, I think Jordan Davis was, was eased in because of who was in front of him. You had a lot of big money and a lot of experience in front of him in, in terms of Hargrave, um, Fletcher Cox, and even Milton Williams. Yeah. You know, so it, it, there was no pressure on him to come in and be this world beater. Right. You know, now that Hargrave is gone, Jalen Carter is going to have to come step in. When you move up and draft a player in the top 10, you expect immediate return on your investment. Right. So that's a little bit different. You know, there's a gaping hole there now at that D tackle spot that Jalen Carter is going to have to fill. Yeah. So, I, I, and when, when he's built, we heard all offseason leading up to the draft, he was one of the top two or three elite players in this draft, and somehow, some way, the Eagles got to him. Yeah. So now we, we have to see that. But as good as he we expect him to be, he's got to learn a little tricks of the trade also. True. Because every week he's going to be playing against somebody who already knows these little tricks on how to slow him down, how to clutch and grab, you know, how to throw him off his mark. He's got to learn to overcome that. You know, even as great as Aaron Donald was, Aaron Donald is, he had to learn that as well. Oh, listen, it takes time. Yeah, there is no staff, question. All these guys. You know. Yeah, I, and I think one of the things that's going to help these guys is having those veterans around, having Fletcher around, having BG around, uh, you know, uh, Josh Sweat, who's now seen it. Josh Sweat, it took him a little while to get going in his NFL career. So I think all of those things are going to aid these guys and help them a, a lot. Um, but look, the thing is, there's a lot of unproven. There's a lot of potential, but there is a lot of unproven on that side of the ball. You know, you, you talk about guys who were dominant at a very high level of college football. Um, but, you know, Corey says Milton is a player. I agree. I think Milton Williams is a player. I agree. You know, I think he's a guy who naturally kind of gets lost in some of the bigger names. But I like what I saw from Milton Williams. I do. I, I think when the, if a guy can get – he can get decent enough snaps or a good amount of snaps – He'll be effective for this team. And you can put him outside at uh, times as well as a D in. Mm-hmm. He's not just relegated to a D tackle spot, you know. Yeah. He has that kind of versatility, you know. So that's why it's interesting. You know, Deshaun, Deshaun Desai has has walked into a wealth of talent and options on his yeah. defense. It's not like he has to rebuild it with a bunch of kids, a bunch of guys over the hill. He has a great nucleus of players to do a lot of different things. How creative is he? Don't know. You know, got to find, got to find out. We will find out soon enough when September hits the ground. Yeah. Um, but but he's got some great attributes at his disposal. Um, as we just talked about, it's going to take some time for it to mesh. Yeah, you know, I thought also. Ha- oh, sorry, God. No, for guys to get comfortable with each other. Right, and, and I think I think one of the things too is there are certain positions that I think they're keeping eyes on, and we talked about the right guard spot. That's going to be one. Um, you know, certainly. Safety, uh, safety, but it, Howie on the linebackers said, uh, "quote We will keep our options open. We'll be constantly looking at what the, you know at that position in every position." So I, I just think we know that he will make a move if he feels like they're short there, and he's not someone who just, "Hey, I we spent all our money, or we have this certain amount of." No, he'll figure it out and he'll make a move. And I and I believe that if something looks really either. If they just look short somewhere or, or, or you look like you're not going to be good enough, they're, they are too close a team to potentially winning it to let one position really burn them. And I think I hope one of the things that they have their eyes really wide open regarding last year was they weren't very good against the run. And, and they were mediocre, yeah. and it really hurt them in the, in the Super Bowl, and it hurt them up the middle. That's an area you got to keep your eye on because they are smaller up that middle, Derek. 
Oh, there's no question about it. And, and I'm looking at the linebacker free agency list now. There's some interesting names as, as the summer goes on, if these guys aren't signed, who could come in here to bargain basement price. You have Deion Jones, who's with the Browns, Zach Cunningham, former Titan, Bob. Miles um, Jack is still out there. He's 28 years old. These are guys that are 28 and 29 years old. God, is he uh, only 28, Miles Jack? Yep, 28 years old. Man. Uh, you also have out there, if you want, if you want leadership, you got Anthony Barr, who's out there now. He's 31. Uh, you got Rashad Evans out there. He's 28. You still have some guys out there that can play. Quan Alexander is out there, played with the Jets last year. He's 29. Yeah. You know, so you got you got some talent out there. If you need that, and that wouldn't cost you anything. They they would they're yeah. just out there. Yeah. No. You know, so you've got you've got some options. And how, we know how he's not shy looking very closely at somebody who can come in here and, and he won't wait too long. You know, mm-hmm. he knows um he knows um what's on the line for this team this season. Yeah. You know, the expectations are not marginal. The expectations are high for this team. He's not basketball about plug and play. I can see them looking at an, another Indomica Sue at the linebacking spot, that type of player who's sitting out there and bringing them in at a bargain basement price for, for just this season. You know, if, 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 if the, um, the trio of linebackers they have don't hold up, how is that going to be shy about bringing somebody in? And I don't blame no, them. I, I, I'm with you. You know why? Because he won't have to pay them a lot of money and he'll get a veteran presence in that linebacking core. You're right. You're right on both fronts. Um, he said, Nick said that all the running backs will rotate with the starters, all four. They'll be, they'll be utilizing them in all different kinds of sets. Yeah. And apparently, um, a good amount, at least again, we, we understand it's, it's the first day. So, you know, we're just, you know, giving you, do, what do we rock? Do, do we, do we not really, actually, we don't really understand that. No. Um, but there was a lot of swift out of the backfield catching passes. I do think actually, Derek, if there's going to be some slight tweak to the offense, I think you will see the backs utilized more out of the backfield catching passes. I do. I, agree. I don't, I don't, but all four of them can catch. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why, why wouldn't you? You know, you don't have to just pound that. You pound away at them. If you got a great mismatch, if you got a weak uh, a backer out there, you know, is poor in coverage or a safety that's poor in coverage, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you try to utilize that asset? How about do we start seeing the old screen game? Is that a possibility? We should, especially if Swift is in the backfield, if Boston Scott is in the backfield, we should see the screen game, middle screen, outside screen. Absolutely, mm-hmm. we should. You know, yeah. the Eagles have shown they have, they may have big offensive linemen, but they got dudes that can get out in space in a hurry. Yeah. You clear out a lot of space for these dudes, man. And DeAndre Swift, when he gets behind those big, big boys up front, you know, shake, rattle, and roll. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. It's on. All right, last one. This was funny. Kelsey was asked about the, the quote-unquote core four. That's him, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and Lane Johnson. Yeah. And he said, the core four. Is that all the old guys you're referring to? <laughs> so – Kelsey having a little fun with the folks. That's uh, true, though. I mean, think they about, are. Yeah. Think about how long these guys have been around, man. You know, uh-huh. and when you talk about those guys, what a great leadership presence they are for oh. that team. Offensive line, defensive line, great leadership presence. Team in wealth, general. Wealth of knowledge, my friend. They're all, they're all good guys. I agree with you. All right, coming back. The great Sal Palantonio from ESPN. So we'll yeah. sneak a quickie in, Gunner. So get Sal right on at one. We will do that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Sal Palantonio coming up next here on Sports Take. All right, Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, because knowing who to trust with your finances is critical, right? You work too hard not to have that hard-earned money pay dividends for you in, in how you invest it. 
And trust me, it took me a long time to find the right person. I found him in Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. I don't want you to go through the same thing. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business. You need help setting up your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I know personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim. I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Here's how you reach him. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Or you could email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. E A G L E S. Eagles. Omaha, Omaha, football is back. Welcome oh, back, oh. everybody. <laughs> Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, sports take. I can't control my unbridled enthusiasm. Make you stop now. <laughs> no, it's football season, man. We are full bore. And football season means only one thing. It means our next guest, 
the one and only Salvatore Anthony Nicholas Palantonio. He is a national correspondent in his 29th season at ESPN. What's up, Sal? Yeah, you guys were talking about the old guys. Check out this gray hair right here. Hey, hey, at, least, Sal, hey at least you have Sal. hair. Come on, man. We're all we're all there, my friend. All right, yeah. you're you're not alone. But just the uh, core three right here. That's right. <laughs> right. Hey, Sal. Yeah. No, before we get to football, I, I I gotta ask you something, man. I've been wanting to ask you this for a long time. In this day and age of social media, how is it that Sal Pal has avoided being caught up in the Twitter, Instagram? phenomenon that all of us are forced to be a part of these days how have you how have you done this old sage of wisdom Shh, don't yeah, tell keep anybody it. keep it down be gun easy hey keep it down I, I i do have an instagram account sal pal espn and it's fairly benign you know i don't really i'm not i'm not you know at john clark's level let's put it that oh. way <laughs> He's prolific man he is geez. he's the best you know i go down i go down to ocean city I like to hang out at, you know, the Uncle Bill's Pancakes. The best. The yeah. best, right? Yes. And I'm over there on Asbury Avenue, and the boys are hanging out. And I'm looking – they're all looking at their phones. They're checking out John Clark's Instagram feed to see what's going on with the Eagles. Jeez. <laughs> Not ESPN. No. Nope. I'm like, hey, can you, can, you give, can you give a brother some love here? I'm in the house. Can you, can you watch a little ESPN on the TV at least? Uh, he's, like, he's like the Rona Barrett. Of social media. Uh, it's oh, unbelievable. He's the best. Yeah, so I do I do, do some social media, but I don't do Twitter. I do Instagram. But well, it's not hey. Twitter anymore, Sal. I just found this out today. X. It's no longer Twitter. It's called yeah. X now. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sal doesn't care about that. No, I mean, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, listen, I, I'm on Sports Take on Jacob Mita. Yeah. I don't need to be on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, we don't need to be alerting people to, to all the uh, the social media stuff other than where we are right now. Sal, let's start with this, man. I mean, some of these paydays. I, I mean, Joe Burrow's got to be drooling as we speak. It is, it is unbelievable what's happening right now in the NFL with some of these contracts. Well, there's just so much money out there. Uh, it's being driven by uh, gambling. And, uh, of course, all the revenue streams that the NFL has, uh, the television contracts are, you know, all over the place now with the streaming services and the renewal that's going to happen very soon with a lot of the networks. The salary caps at a record $225 million. But, you know, Rob, um, to me, things are out of whack because – are you telling me that you're paying Andrew Thomas more than you are Saquon Barkley? Thank you. Thank Way you. more. Thank Way you. more. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I listen, nobody's going to cry for Saquon Barkley, right? We get it. Yeah. The, 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 the truck driver, the fireman, the teacher, yep. the cop, they're not going to cry for Saquon Barkley $10 million a year. But, you know, there's some other math involved. When you look at it, the salary cap's $225 million. And they're paying Saquon Barkley basically 2% of what Herbert got out in yeah. with the Chargers. 2%, 2.3%. And that's just insane. Yeah. Of the guaranteed money that they're paying some guys. You can't look at me and say that Darren Waller, their, deep, their new tight end that they just brought over from the Raiders, who's often injured, is should get paid more than Saquon Barkley. And I yes. know 
I, I know GMs now with the analytics, they look at what the shelf life is of running backs and they look at the position. I prefer to look at the player. Yes. What's the player's value to the team as a player, as a teammate, as a leader? The last time I looked, Saquon Barkley had 377 touches last yep. year, yep. including the playoffs. Fourth most in the National Football League, but way more than anybody else on the New York Giants. To me, they ran their offense through Saquon Barkley. Are you telling me he's only worth 10% of what they're giving Thomas and the, and the quarterback, Daniel Jones? Doesn't make sense. It's re- it's like just because they can doesn't mean you should. And and, and to me, it's bad business. And you're right. And then Sal, everything you just said, they'll hold against them because he had so many touches. They'll say that that means you're going to yeah. be on the downside, or you're going to get hurt the next year. It's it, it's crazy what's happening with the running backs. You know, so, uh, do, you know, Rob. Um, we always like to say life is unfair, but life should not be that unfair. No, <laughs> yes. no. So that, so that, that Saquon Barkley would be that underpaid and that they would say, okay, well, we got running backs slotted in at 10 million a year and that's all we're going to give. Not all running backs are the same. Yep. No. Yep. And so Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, um, you know, I, I look at the, uh, is this a point of inflection for the national football league or a point of no return for these running backs? So let me ask you your, your thoughts on this because um, we found out that the some of the prominent running backs in the NFL had a Zoom conference call to discuss their situation. Austin Eckler obviously led it. But then it leaked out that the running backs were talking about maybe we have to fake injuries uh, to prove our point. How do you think that would play over? I mean, the NFL, the players are brethren. They stick by each other. But how do you think that would play over in strategic points of games, if, if, if one of the main ball just, oh, I'm hurt. I can't go anymore. I think that player would be ostracized. I think they would play would be ostracized in their own locker room and by their fan base and by their organization. I think that's a slippery slope. That's difficult. Listen, I, I never advise a player on how to play with injuries or how with pain or with, because we don't know. Right. Never been in that position. That's for them to deal with, with their trainer and their doctor. So you never want to draw to any kind of conclusion like that. But I don't know if that was said, but if it was said, it's not, it's not a good idea. You know, I look at the Eagles running back situation and D you were just talking about Deandre Swift and uh, you know, you took, let me get the exact number. You took 259 carries out of your offense and Miles Sanders. And now where are those carries coming from? Because, your offense runs through Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. You have a running quarterback. You have a dual-threat quarterback who has proven who he can win from the pocket. He got that big contract, not because he runs, but because he was number one in the NFL mm-hmm. in completion percentage from the pocket after being 32nd in the NFL in the same category in 2022. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why. He's getting paid. So you want to make sure, and Jalen Hurts wants to make sure, and everybody around him, that you know they keep him upright for the entire season. That's the path to the Super Bowl. So where are those 259 carries coming from? Mm-hmm. And you talk about two guys in, in at least the lead dogs in, in Swift and Penny who have been banged up their whole career, Sal. You know, very good players when they're on the field. 
but they've missed a lot of time. And that's why it really is kind of a four-headed monster here. If you throw Scott and Gainwell in there, they might need it to be a four-headed monster with the injury history. You know, and Howie Roseman is a guy who will look at a problem and he'll try to solve it midway through the season like he did in the Super Bowl year, like he did last year with the defensive tackle position during the Super Bowl year. He brought in Jay Ajayi. Um, So, you know, he'll look at this and he'll keep an eye out on what the team needs. But I think this is one area where you need to focus on it. And, And you're right, Rob. DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, they are both very good players. Uh, <clears throat> in the running game, as pass blockers, they, they have good reputations as teammates, but they need to stay healthy. This is the NFC East. You're not in Kansas anymore, and, and you're playing with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. So, And the expectation is for the Eagles to do something that hasn't been done in 53 years. A coach and a quarterback – duo lose the Super Bowl in their debut and come back and win it. Hasn't mm. happened since Len Dawson wow. and Hank Schramm. Mm. They're the only ones to do it. Jeez. So what the Eagles are attempting to do is historic on many, many levels. And so they're going to need to help out Jalen Hurts, in my view, this year and make sure that those running backs are productive. Yeah, Sal, when you look at this Eagles team, the way it's constructed now, especially with the influx of new new uh, young players, are they the definitive team still to beat in the NFC? I do believe so, D-Gun. I think let's start with this sentence. The Eagles have the best roster in the NFC. Yep. Followed by the, this sentence, and I think both of them are true. The Eagles have the best quarterback in the NFC. Yep. Okay. So you start with those two things, and those are big things. They have the best roster – and they have the best quarterback, and they have the best front office in the NFC, right? And all the coaches have to do now is make sure ball distribution on offense is judicious, make sure they involve the third and fourth levels of the passing game to help Jalen Hurts, because that to me is another challenging area of this offense. And I think one thing that Nick Sirianni is very good at, and I talked to him about this one-on-one in June when I did a symposium in South Jersey with him. He's really very cognizant, D-Gun, of making sure that the older players get their rest, especially in training camp. He doesn't tax them too much. This is something handed down by Doug Peterson, and he has taken it to the next level, and it's really working. Sal, mm-hmm. let, me, let me go back to the point you made with Hertz and, and the incredible growth from the pocket. That's why, as good as his numbers were last year, I, I kind of I get a kick out of people say, well, you're not going to see him improve much you know, going into this year. And, and my response is, why? Why would you say that? I mean, why would you put those limitations on a guy who works at that level and showed you when he finally got his chance how much better he can get? I mean, I think the sky's the limit here. Well, I mean, he was an MVP candidate front runner until he got hurt. Yeah. And he was what? 16 and two last year. Right. Right. Okay. So uh, that's a tough act to follow. However, uh, what's the key? Brian Johnson is now the offensive coordinator. Brian Johnson used to be coached by a variant hurts. Uh, He's known Jalen since Jalen was four years old. Brian Johnson is a really smart coach. 
He's a head coach in waiting. I don't think the Eagles will have him for more than two years, my view, mm. unless they make him the head coach somehow. I don't know. Right. But I, I'm not suggesting that, but I'm just saying Brian Johnson is going to be a head coach pretty quickly. You go around, you look around, how many young offensive-minded coaches are there in the candidate pool, especially African-Americans? Not that many. Mm-hmm. And he's going, to get, he's going to get the call, and he should. So now you have a guy, two guys – who are and can't really get better than Shade Steichen and Jalen Hurts. But I think what will be different, Rob, is that Brian Johnson will give Jalen Hurts more autonomy at the line of scrimmage and control of this offense. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. I think already last year, Jalen Hurts probably had as many check with me plays at the line of scrimmage of any quarterback. Hmm. They, they ran a lot of option stuff. And he just did what he saw. Right. And that was super successful. If you're asking me what's the next level of that, the next level of that is that Brian Johnson will put a lot more trust in Jalen Hurts. And because they've been simpatico since he was a little kid, I think it will really work. I think Mm. it has a chance to really, really work. And, you know, it's only who you, you can beat who's on the schedule, right? So you look at it. So the first thing that comes up is you got to go up against Bill Belichick in that defense last year, which was top 10 in points allowed week one, Bill Belichick, Steve Belichick, but they got Matt Patricia in the building now. And Patricia is going to help Sean Desai. He's going to help Jalen Hurts and Brian Johnson because he knows the communications. He knows what they call in certain situations He'll bring a lot of intel to the Eagles' defense, but also to the Eagles' offense week one. And to me, week one is very important Mm. for this football team. You want to get off to a really good start with this team. Yeah. And it's not going to be easy because you got to go to New England, never easy, and then on a short week have your home opener on Thursday night against Minnesota. Yeah. With a defense with a lot of turnovers out exactly. to come out of the shoot. It's gonna take might take them a little while to get to hit the ground running, you know? Because later you're gonna be you better be ready to go later too, because it gets a lot tougher. Which brings us to the number one challenge for this team, and that's Nicobe Dean, in my view, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. New defensive coordinator and a new middle linebacker wearing the green dot on the back of his helmet communicating with a defensive coordinator. So what will that look like uh, with all these new players? That's the big unknown for this team, for me. See, Sal, you've seen situations like this and you've had new coordinators, and in this case, a new co-coordinator in Matt Patricia, the influx of new players, both veteran and rookies alike. In your observations, how long do you think it will take before this to gel so we have a definitive observation of what this defense is supposed to look like? Well, what what do we expect from Sean Desai that's going to be different from Jonathan Gannon? I, I don't uh, know. Let's, let's take an educated guess based on what we know. Yeah. Uh, I think Sean Desai will be somewhat less conservative than Jonathan Gannon, especially when you get past midfield. If the offense is in your territory, I think he will take more chances to get to the quarterback. Not that they needed last year because they had so many sacks, 
But I think in certain critical situations, you will see that develop over time, D-Gun, to mm. where they get more com comfortable being less conservative. Mm. Of course, they have major inexperience on the back end. Yep. We understand that. And, you know, the whole idea is not to give up the big play, to have positive on the big play and positive on the turnover ratio. And, it, and the double positives is Nick Sirianni always likes to tell me right before the game when I talk to him how he stresses that right at the end before the team goes on the field, winning the double positives, the 20-plus yard plays and the turnovers. So that'll be the key. That will be the key. They, they got nickeled and dimed by Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl in the second half. Mm -hmm. uh, was there a big play that you saw down the field? Not very many. No. Mm -mm. He just no. stayed alive and kept the play alive. Are you watching that quarterback series on Netflix? Very oh, good. Yeah. It's very well done. Scary. So there's – I mean, you look at how Mahomes trains with that trainer that he has. Oh. In terms of his um, physical ability – to throw on the second reaction throws off platform uh, is like Ozzie Smith playing shortstop for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yep. Back That's a good comp. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good comp. Yeah. Uh, Sal, let me ask you, you referenced Howie in, 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 in laying out the case for the Eagles best run office. I agree with you. Um, is there a comp for Howie for, for what's going on here where, you know, early on, you saw some of maybe the green there. Then he, we all know what happened with, with Chip. And then he comes back with a vengeance like this. Is there a, I can't think of a comp in, in a front office, any sport really, where we've seen this kind of, you know, just Phoenix rising like he has. No, and Howie is uh, incredibly competitive. Anybody who knows him and has talked to him knows that he's incredibly competitive. And uh, they, they understand they left that Super Bowl on the field last year. They had it, and they let it go, and they want to get back in the worst way. Mm -hmm. And now they're not going to sit around. That's why they're running it back. Mm -hmm. That's why you see Graham and Lane Johnson and Fletcher uh, Cox, yep. Fletcher and, and, yep. and Kelsey back. You know, can can we imagine Fletcher being here next year? Probably not. Right. Uh, you know, Jason Kelsey looks like he can play forever, but can we imagine him being on the field as a starting center year next year? Tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm but the one guy that I know will always be out there is Brandon Graham. I mean, oh. till the year 25-25, he's going to be in Eagles uniform. <laughs> my that's man BG going to be out there. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Hey, oh. Sal, who, in, all, in all honesty, who do you think are the, 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 the real threats to the Eagles in the NFC? San Francisco still. I mean, if, if they can keep Brock Purdy healthy. Yeah. You know, all of the teams in the NFC, B-Gun, have ifs, major ifs, yes. capital yes. letters, I-F. Yes. Including the Eagles. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I don't – everybody's looking at Green Bay. I don't see Green Bay. That's why they have the worst odds in the NFC North. I think they finished last in the division. Chicago's got one more year to grow under their really good GM, Ryan Pace. Mm -hmm. um, Minnesota, last year for Kirk Cousins – I don't see it, D-Gun. I, yeah. don't, I don't see it. Uh, Dallas, you know, when the owner says, like Jerry Jones said yesterday, don't turn the ball over to the quarterback. That's a major if. <laughs> and then, you know, the Niners have been uh, whining about the fact that they didn't protect Brock Purdy properly last year when they came into the league. <laughs> well, I mean, 
honestly, let's be honest about that. I, I'm not trying to be a homer here, but Lord Almighty, if you come in at the Lincoln Financial Field, you got you got to protect yourself in every way possible. Yeah, yeah, and and, and doing it with a tight end against the San Reddick, you're asking for what on. happened. Uh, yeah, it's it's weak, Sal. Dallas, let's weak. talk about the Cowboys. Yes, How um, weak. You know, McCarthy <laughs> McCarthy <laughs> takes over the play calls. Um, Kellen Moore out. Dak, as you just mentioned, Jerry putting a little heat on there. Uh, in, in your estimation, are they the other team? Like we're ha- if we're having a discussion with the three, is it the Cowboys? And what's your belief system in them? Well, you know, I'm really interested to see for the first time Dak versus Jalen, that matchup, which we've, we've never seen. So right. that's going to be good. Um, and what will we see from their offense? Well, we'll see two specific things will be different. Two things this year. One, play action pass Mm -hmm. off the running game. That's Brian Schottenheimer's design that he got from his father, that he ran in Seattle, that he ran with the Jets when they had Sanchez and went to the AFC Championship game two years ago. Uh, You know, it'll have Brian Schottenheimer's fingerprints all over it. Play action pass, turn your head around, get rid of the football quickly. They will be in Dak Prescott's ear to get rid of the football really quickly all of the time. So you don't see him patting the ball in a five and seven step drop, looking for places to throw it into double and triple team, which is where he got himself in trouble last year. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. And the second thing, the option routes are Brandon cooks. There's a reason why they went and got Brandon cooks. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have a guy who can create his own shot in the middle of the field. Mm. Great point. Yeah, so, listen. I on paper, Sal, very dangerous. You know, very dangerous. So, Sal, are you are you are you buying Trayvon Diggs at ninety seven million dollars? Hey, man, I'm all about players. Players getting paid. You know, I am too. Yep. That's shocking. I'm all about the players should get as much money as possible out there. Yes. They're the ones that put their bodies on the line. Yes. <clears throat> let them get. Let them get paid. You know, the teams that are judicious and smart with money wind up being the teams that are there right there at the end. I mean, the Eagles are very good in the way that they manage the salary cap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, salaries and and players' egos. And, you know, a player wants to get paid. They make sure they get them paid. And and then Brett Veach and Andy Reid out in KC. You know? Yes. <clears throat> they bring in reclamation projects. They pay them. They pay core players. They draft right. Let's remind people – Isaiah Pacheco was playing high school ball down the road in Vine. Yep, that's I right. Mean, how do you miss on that? If you're the Giants and you're whining and complaining about you don't have a good young running back, well, all you got to do is go from 16W to exit four down here, <laughs> hang a left, and there's Isaiah Pacheco playing a violent high school, for Christ's sake, before he went to Rutgers. <laughs> I love it. I mean, don't, don't the Giants have easy pass? <laughs> Sal, let, let's let's jump to the AFC real quick because it is loaded, man. And 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 how much of this is they're just going to cannibalize each other? I mean, you got to deal with the Chiefs and and the Bengals who aren't afraid of the Chiefs. You know, we know that much at least. How nasty the East is with Buffalo and Miami and and the Jets now with Aaron Rodgers. The North with Deshaun Watson maybe coming back here and you know into his old form and Pickett. And and the Ravens, I mean, this is a stacked conference. Sean Payton in Denver. Yeah. Yeah, it is a stacked conference. I mean, honestly, gentlemen, have we seen 
a conference like this before maybe the seventies when the Steelers and the Raiders, but you know, those were two dominant teams here. You have this um, level of play at such a high plateau that it's difficult to see who's going to stand out. Who's going to be an outlier besides Kansas city. I, I think there is one team and that is Baltimore. And why do I say that? Because if you look at the way Todd Munkin, their new offensive coordinator runs offense. It's similar to what Chip Kelly did when he burst onto the NFL scene, spacing and speed, get to the line of scrimmage, get the ball uh, snapped quickly and get the ball out of your hands quickly. Munkin runs that same kind of offense and that could be very scary within that division. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think if Baltimore gets gets the division and gets a home field playoff game. They're the team to really watch. And our old buddy, Jim Schwartz in Cleveland. Yeah. You know, he's going to have his work cut out for him because he wakes up and he's got to play Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. Uh, and, Kenny and, Pickett. Uh, yeah. Ken, on the Steelers. Ken, yeah. And, you know, and go up against Tomlin and you always know that, you know, the Steelers because of Mike Tomlin, they're always in the conversation. Right. They're always got a winning record. They're always right there at the end. I think the AFC North, people talk about the AFC East or the NFC East. I think the AFC North is the toughest, most competitive division this season Mm. and the most intriguing because of two coordinators, Munkin and Schwartz. So is there a sleeper for you? Either conference team you, you look at, maybe not getting the pub that look out a little dangerous. Does there anybody sneak up on anybody in the NFL these days? I mean, there's so much information out there, Rob. And uh, because, you know, fantasy football's a $36 billion industry. People are paying attention to rosters like they never have before. So, you know, last year after Jacksonville came in and got waxed in Philadelphia, we thought they were dead. Yeah. And, And then Doug Peterson got them back into the playoff picture quickly and they, and they went at home. I mean, Jacksonville was a team that because of Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, you knew they had talent at the coaching position at the quarterback position. And that is the foundation of what you want at, on any NFL team. And you look across the board in the AFC. I mean, I'm hard-pressed to even come up with a team other than the Raiders. Mm. Uh, Raiders, Texans, Indianapolis. I mean, those are the three teams. The rest of the conference is – Yeah, everybody knows them. Yeah, Everybody knows them. I mean, we don't know what C.J. Stroud is going to do with D'Amico Ryans. We really don't know what Shane Steichen is going to do with uh, Anthony Richardson. Mm. Yeah. I think the weakest team in the conference is, is, is Las Vegas for sure. Yeah. I don't see them making any noise. Okay. Sal, are you buying Derek Carr uh, as being the missing link down in, in New Orleans? Well, I, I always liked Derek Carr, uh, D-Gun. Um, you know, he's a steady Eddie kind of player. Um, so I'm looking at that team and looking at the roster and the way they play defense. And what they're playing up against, I think to me, I would rather pick Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles in Tampa than Derek Carr in in, in, in New Orleans. Mm. Okay. I would take. I, I looking at their schedule. 
And Baker Mayfield always comes out with a big flash at the beginning of the season. And Todd Bowles knows how to coach defense. I like Tampa a little bit. Okay. Wow. So last one for me, uh, do you think the Giants are a playoff team again this year? Well, they flirted with disaster, didn't they, Rob? Yeah, yeah big they time. They really did. Yep. And, and you know, you wonder about the mindset of players when that kind of thing happens. But yeah. I think they'll get through it. Um, uh, I have a lot of respect for Brian Dayball. You know, the big thing is, um, so I'm, I'm punning on this because I just don't know. Yeah. They have a super tough schedule. I mean, so show me an easy win in the Giants' first six games. Exactly. Dallas at home. Then you got to go to Arizona. All right, you figure you got to win that one. Then you got to stay out there and go to San Francisco. Right. Seattle's no piece of cake coming in. Then you got to turn around after flying to the West Coast and playing two games on the West Coast. You got to fly down to Miami. Mm -hmm. And then you got to go up to Buffalo. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, they're coming out. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The shoot, they're, they're coming in hot, you know, right away. You're right. Yeah, that's going to be tough. I mean, that to me is, Rob, I, I look at that schedule. That's and a I one say, in five. Yeah. I, I don't see how they make the playoffs. I, right. I just don't. Great I got point. the Eagles at 13 and four and winning the division again. Mm-hmm. Sal, what do you, what do you think about Eric the enemy's presence with, with Washington, especially with a huge question market quarterback and, and un, unproven unknown commodity and, and how, or the habitual journeyman in, in, with Jacoby Brissett under center. Right. I, I just look at them always with, in terms of the matchup against the Eagles. And I think these games between Washington and, and Philadelphia are all, always close. He was went to the Super Bowl last year and lost to Washington Monday night at the link. Okay. Yeah. So you 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 want to come out of FedEx field with a win and no injuries. And you want to steal the game at home, try to get I mean, that's what the way I look at it. I think with Eric the enemy, I I, I don't think he's a major difference maker. Okay. Because of the inexperience at the quarterback position, that to me is the big thing. But again, playing Washington is always a roll of the dice. I mean, did any of us see it coming that they would come in and wax the Eagles on Monday Night Football no. at Lincoln Financial no. Field? No, to no. the point where Howie Roseman in the third quarter is on the phone up there in the press box trying to figure out, oh, what are we going to do? Where's Namik and Sue to save the day? I mean, that, that was in, came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, Sal. So where are we headed? What where where is the cavalcade? Where where can we, we see the the Sal reports? Camps, well, it's not the Madden bus. Not it's, yet. Okay. No, <laughs> not, not <laughs> yet. <laughs> it's just the Sal Pal Land Cruiser. Okay. Okay. 
It's a stealth model, though, man. You, you know, you, you can yeah. do some damage with that. Yeah. All, all in black, exactly. Yes. So, right. so, uh, but the, don't tell the state troopers that on the New Jersey that's, turnpike. Again, please. that's we're on the down low. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all know what I. They all know me. Okay. All right. Yeah. All For right. good and bad. <laughs> I got you. All right. So, all right. so where are you heading first? Well, first I got uh, the Giants. Then I'm going down to Tampa. I'll be in Philly a couple times. Obviously, Baltimore, the Jets. New England. Okay. Uh, I gotta, I'm got. i sort of cutting back a little bit this year, not getting any younger, D-Gun. So I'll <laughs> I do, about five, do about five or six camps, and uh, and then we'll start it up. Good, good. All right, Sal. Well, listen, we always appreciate you giving us a couple minutes. We yeah, can't man. wait until we talk yeah, to you. We're overdue, bro. Yeah, and enjoy yourself. Enjoy the camp. Enjoy the season coming up. And uh, thanks for the uh, imparting some of the knowledge, man. We appreciate you. <laughs> It's always great to just talk football with you guys. We could do it all day. Yes, sir. Let's let's do it again right before the season starts. All right, Sal. Sounds good. Enjoy the rest of your summer, Sal. Thank you. Be good, my brother. That is uh, our friend Sal Palatonio right there. Uh, Good stuff, man. Very good stuff on really all over the place, right? NFC East. NFC Eagles. That always gives you something, a little stat that makes you makes you think a little bit. And and Jalen Hurts from the pocket, previous season thirty two and growing leaps and bounds to what it was this past year because the knock is always, yeah, but he just runs around. Uh, No, actually he doesn't just run around. He's a guy who can hurt you any different way. That was, that was good stuff. He's always, he's always fun to talk to. You know, know, I know we hone in on the Eagles because of where we are, but yeah. There are so many incredible storylines across the NFL this year. I am going to be more in tune with just games in general this year. Yeah, because it seems like just about every team has a definitive storyline, change of quarterback, uh, running back, uh, offensive coordinators, uh, you know, teams that are on the bottom making changes in the offseason look like they on paper could make a significant move up teams that are up. Can they hold that status? Uh, teams in limbos like the Green Bays are, you know, some people say they're going to be the surprise team. Like Sal says, many others say they're going to be at the bottom of the barrel. Which hasn't happened. It's so many incredible storylines, man. I just can't wait to enti- see the entire season unfold. And I can't remember a time when I've said that because, for the most part, we always knew going into seasons who were going to be the better teams and who were going to be the worst, worst teams. But I think the, there are a lot of mediocre to bad teams based on what they did last year. There could be surprise teams. There's a number of teams that fall in that surprise category that I can't wait to see. I agree with you. I agree. And that's what why the league is so great, why there's so much intrigue. All right, let's uh let's step aside. You know, we didn't get a chance to get to yet, Gunner. And yep. we'll we'll do a little combo effort here uh coming up. Phillies, but we also didn't get a chance to get to our greatest series, which mm-hmm. is the Carolina Panthers. So we'll do a little right. hybrid uh when we come back. And then of course our NFL segment at two o'clock. We got a ton. I mean Man, there is money raining down like you have. <laughs> you mo imagine. money, mo money. What did the song say? Mo money, mo problems. Yeah, I, I hear. No, I would no. like to take some of those problems. There you go. That's right. right. So let's step aside. We'll come back. We'll do that when we get back. That's Derek. I'm Rob. Where we are, sports take. All right, let's talk about pro action restoration. If you have a home, you have a business, you have a property that you own, and you've gone through the pain and the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, or mold damage to your property. You know how trying that can be, and you're not really sure who to turn to, right? Well, Pro Action Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist you, which is key, right? I mean, this stuff doesn't always just happen between the hours of nine and five. Could happen at night, could happen on the weekend, could happen on a holiday. Happened to, to my parents on, on a Saturday, and Pro Action Restoration, I reached out, they got over there, 
They cleaned up the problem. The crew was professional. The price was right. It was a great experience all around. ProAction Restoration, they are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades, and they will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. All right, we're back, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We just wrapped things up with Sal Palantonio. If you missed any of the interview with Sal or any of the uh, shows that we've done this week, uh, you can always go back and watch at uh, jacobsports.com. Check that out, and uh, you can watch the whole shows. And if you missed any of it, you had to run to work, had an appointment, whatever the case may be, and you, I, what happened in that segment? You can always go back and watch. So uh, 
one of the great advantages that you have. All right. A uh, little fills here, Gunner. Uh, they win. There you go. Like, comment, subscribe to Jacob Sports if you could. Hi. Hi. <laughs> What's the matter? You all right? No, I'm waiting. This is your oh. segment. I'm waiting. Right. So, <laughs> yes, it looked like it was going to be bad, and it was good. They end up beating the Orioles 4-3. Series is 1-1 now. Uh, game three is tonight, the rubber match. They're 54-47. and So, Derek, this was a game they trailed 3-2 going into the ninth. Yes. So with one out, Bryce Harper comes up and he and he lines a single. Two batters later, there's two outs at this point. Harper's on first. Now we remember what happened the night before. Yep. They were very aggressive. He was very aggressive. They they were too. They sent him and he got nailed at the plate. So Bryson Stott steps up and and drills one into the corner. They're actually the right fielder makes a nice play. He gets to it quick. Absolutely. And gets it off the wall quick. But the relay man kind of fumbles and stumbles and, and Harper comes all the way around to score and gets in and it's it, it ties it up. Clutch hit by Stott, big time clutch hit by Stott with two outs, which is to be expected at this point. That that guy can flat out play. No question about it. He's oh. going to get paid down the road. He's going to make his money. Yeah, he is. Uh, so he's, you know, he's legit for sure. But OK, so you have Stott on second with two outs. Real Muto comes up and hits a chopper to shortstop. Now, the ironic thing is. The Orioles had put Mateo in for defensive purposes at shortstop and he fields it clean, but he double clutches. And of course, Real Muto can run. He couldn't get it out of his glove. He couldn't get out of his glove and it's bang, bang. He's ruled safe. The Orioles challenge it as they should have, but you know, replay showed that Real Muto just beat it out. the, The inning stays alive. Alec Bohm steps up, boom, delivers a single and that's the ball game. And the Phillies win. I mean, it was, it wasn't looking good there, Gunner. You went from two outs, runner on first base, to the Phillies winning in the span of about three batters. I, I thought the defining moment of the game, which really was in the second inning, when Walker got out of that big jam with the bases loaded. Yes, that, because, you're right. That was big. Because Baltimore came out that inning, and the first three hitters, three consecutive hits. Mm-hmm. And they got one run out of it, and then they had the bases jammed again. He got He wiggled his way out of that. Yeah. Um, and that was huge. And because if, if Baltimore had blown that inning over, I don't care. The way this game played out, there's no way the Phillies win that game. Yep. Uh, I yeah. look, I think you're right. I think there were two key things too. That that was big. How about the catch that Castellanos makes in oh, the eighth, oh. which absolutely saved the run? He was huge. as stretched out as he could have possibly been, and he makes the play. No question about it. But once again, who's carrying this team? The back end of the lineup. Yep. You know, once again, now Harper, two big hits, no question about it. Yep. Big hit, home run, a two run scored, no question about it. Harper, but man, look, Schwarber, 0 for 4. Turner, 0 for 4. Castellano, 0 for 4. I'll give him a mulligan because he made that great defensive play. Yeah. Real Muto, again, 1 for 4 this time. I mean, mm-hmm. these guys, these are the big money players, dude. These uh, are the dudes that are supposed to be carrying the team. You're right. You're right. And, you know, Schwarber's down to 183. Turner's 0 for 4. He's down to 245 with a 297 on base percentage. He's not yep. playing tonight, by the way. He's giving him uh, – Rob why. Thompson's giving him a night off. Yeah, yeah. He said he went – he was on WIP this morning, and he he uh, he said he went to Turner after that, you know, disaster night on Monday and said to him, hey, you need a night off. And Turner's like, no, please, I got to play. I got to play, and, you yeah. know. Wasn't a good night either for him, but you're right. I mean, you saw th- this was great. Um, so the ra- the Orioles radio call. Oh, he, oh my goodness! So Harper steps up in the what was it the seventh or whatever it was, 
and um, they're they're killing them. They're basically like, look, that violent swing just not produced the same kind of pop that it used to. This guy just just does not hit home runs anymore. And literally, the the words just came out of the guy's mouth, and Harper hammers that thing into the seats last night. It was oh, it was pretty funny. I, I saw it on X, not Twitter. X. Uh, somebody was was uh, recounting what it was saying, and then they added the uh, the line that says, "You know, after after listening to this, Harper told him here, hold my drink for a minute. Boom, his <laughs> home run. Yeah. But you know, I tell you what, also scary moment for Harper, man. I thought he got hurt seriously when he. He he ran, made that play at first, twisted his ankle, and then his foot got stepped on. Yeah, dude, I'm thinking, do we not have enough injuries on this team as it is? I know, especially with him. Look, it's man. like, can he just stay on the field, please? Yes. I know. It is. It's one of the things you you do risk, even though that's not his elbow. It's just you know he's in the field. It's a little bit of a risk, but uh, I'll give Walker credit. Like you said, he wiggled out of some stuff early, got him into the sixth, only gave up the two runs. Look, their starters have done their job. They really have. It, it's about the bats, you know, yeah. and it took the yeah. bats, what, seven, eight innings to wake up, and they finally did. Um, they got to be better. Their their best players have to be better. What you're getting out of Schwarber and Turner and, you know, Castellanos, at least right now, is not acceptable, Derek. No. You, you're, you're asking so much of Stott and Bohm and, and the, you know, the younger guys or the lower in the order guys to carry you. I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking, ex- except for that um, eight to five win they had in Cleveland at extra innings. Their run totals have been three, three, zero, five, zero, two, four. For a lineup lineup with that kind of money and that kind of power, when you look at this Phillies lineup, dude, the first five positions ooze power, Mm -hmm. but they've had nothing but a power outage, and and it's got to change. I mean, luckily, a lot of baseball to be played, but, dude, time is slowly running out here. I mean, yep. you, you, you got to do something. We keep talking about this day in and day out, waiting for this breakout where they're going to get 15 hits, seven, eight runs consistently over three or four games. Haven't seen it. No. I mean, they're, they're over 100 games. They played 101 games. You know, it's, it's you got to yes. start. It's got to, they have to start picking it up. And Rob Thompson was right the other night. He said, I can change the lineup all you want, but if, you know, our, our big fellas don't deliver, it won't matter. But all right. So here's, here's where things are. Wild card wise, they're a half game back. So yeah, the Reds are first, then it's the Diamondbacks and the Giants tied. Phillies are a half game back of them. The Marlins are one game back of 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 that spot as well. So everybody won last night, excluding the Marlins. Marlins have, are falling a little bit here, Gunner. They're one and nine in their last ten. Uh, Reds bounce back. Diamondbacks bounce back. Yeah. Giants and Phillies. So well, speaking, speaking of the Marlins, they're winning big right now. Tampa seven to one. So yeah. Yeah. That's going to play into how we, what, depending on what the Phillies do tonight, as well as the rest of the National League wildcard contenders, th- 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 that number is going to fluctuate again. Somebody's going to move up. Somebody's going to move down. Mm. Uh, again, it's, I think it's going to be like that all the way to the end, the bitter I end. Do yeah. I do too. Um, they're 15 and six when Taiwan Walker starts. That's pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy, but he can't do it by himself. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't stomach much more. Of Aaron Nola's inconsistencies, um, you know Zach Wheeler. You don't know which Zach Wheeler is going to step in the mouth. You know, we it wasn't that long ago we were talking about Suarez being the number one pitcher. Hasn't been that the last no. couple. the whole month of July. He hasn't been that guy. And, and now I'm like, what the heck's gotten into him? And he's pitching tonight. He needs. He, you know, he got. He has to get back to form for sure. And then you look at Kimbrel. His last two outings, suspect. Yeah. See, You're right. You're right. That's, 
dude, there's too much money on this team, too much talent on this team for this team to be playing like the, the Miami Marlins. That's basically what they play like, the Miami Marlins in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, maybe, look, good sign for the bullpen. Sir Anthony has been recalled, so you get him back. Uh, Andrew Painter had the Tommy John surgery, just to update yep. people on where that is. He had it yesterday with Neil Attache, that, that guy who also did Harper. He's like the he's like the Dr. James Andrews of, of Tommy John. So he, he did the Tommy John. They're saying 15 to 17 months um, rehab for him. But you're right. Like, there, there's a lot of guys that need to get better. And, they, and the boos were raining down pretty good for, for Turner last night. Oh, oh. It was, it, was, it was coming down. He, he's, um, not, he's not used to that, dude. He, no. uh, he, um, this, this, whole, this whole experience for him, he's been such a darling everywhere he's gone. He's not used to people booing him. He's not used to being this frustrated this far into a season. This is a whole new experience for him, dude. Yeah. Uh, it is still time for him to come out of it and be a significant contributor, but I don't see it right now. He's, I mean, he, him and Castellanos are all, um, I'm sorry, Schwarber, all over the place. You see that last strikeout of Schwarber last night? Terrible. He was a foot above a pitch, low and inside. Oh, my God. A breaking it, pitch. Awful. Awful. And I'm yeah. thinking, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, and Harper seems to have his stroke back. Hopefully, he can maintain it. But everybody else around him, one through four, you know, you're not getting it. Yeah. And again, who are we talking about? Stott, Bohm, Sosa, these kind of guys. These are the guys that are carrying this team for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's got to change, man. They're not going anywhere. All right, let's switch gears here uh, to the uh, back to the uh, to the NFL here, Derek. Let's get our greatest series. We'll continue. Uh, Panthers. This one was this one was different. You know, we're used to we've done a lot of teams that have super long histories here, yes. been around forever, and you, the guys who did it back in the '40s and all that. This was yeah. different because it was uh, like a 25 year sample size, which was it was kind of cool to do. But go ahead, uh, who's your first? Who's your first? Their first their first year was uh, 1995. Yeah, and they set a franchise. They set a record for expansion teams. They hold the record for the most wins in an expansion season with seven. Yeah. They were ahead of the curve and they excelled well. But you know what, Rob, because the Phillies won last night and you're happier right now, but coupled with the fact that you're, you're just salivating over uh, day one of training true. camp. Very true. I'm going to let you go first today. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, gladly. Julius Peppers. Julius yes. Peppers. Um, yes. Guy who grew up in Carolina, played basketball and football at the University of North Carolina. This guy is Carolina. Yes. 6'7", um, Derek. 295, a behemoth, a building, if you will, with quickness and athleticism. He was rookie of the year. He had 12 sacks that rookie year. He had 10-plus yeah. years. Think about consistency. 10-plus years of of, of uh, multi-sack uh, – 10-plus years of sacks and double digits. Sorry. I'm yes. Easy for me to say. Two-time uh, first-team All-Pro, six Pro Bowls altogether. This guy – I loved watching him play, especially when he was younger and, and crazy athletic because he could do Absolutely. so many different things. Good player. 159 and a half career sacks. That's fourth best all time mm-hmm. in his career. Um, you talk about a quick presence coming off the edge. Plus, he played outside linebacker as well. Yeah. You know, he wasn't just a DN. He also played some linebacker and played extremely well. You could not block him. Quarterbacks could not throw over him. Um, you talk about a guy that, that would change the trajectory of passes, uh, when quarterback stepped to the line of scrimmage, they wanted to know exactly where he was at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, he was as he was as consistent as you could possibly ask a guy for a long period of time. I mean, he played what 
15 years in the NFL? Yeah, 16? young around a long time. I mean, geez. You know, and he was he was almost as good at the end as he was at the beginning. <laughs> I, he was fun to watch. He <clears throat> he was that guy, that's for sure. So I'll 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 come out of the shoot with him. Who else yet? I gotta go with Super Cam, you know, Superman himself. Um I, I'm never gonna look at Cam Newton as a great quarterback, but he was a phenomenal athlete. Yeah. I mean, a guy was built like just chiseled. He had one of the weirdest throwing motions I've ever seen for a quarterback, and nobody ever fixed that. It was more like a push, but his it arm was. was so strong. Yeah. You know, and he, you know, his antics after big plays and touchdowns used to drive defensive players nuts. But he, hey, hey, look, you don't want me to score? You want me to do these things? Stop me. He would basically tell you that in the media. Stop. Yeah. You don't want me to do it? Stop me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was there with that team. He was the rookie of the year, yep. three time Pro Bowler, MVP, offensive player. That, he was the MVP and the offensive player of the year in the same year in 2015. Jeez. <laughs> Phenomenal talent, but he never got past it. Took the team to the playoffs. I believe it was 2013 to 17. Took him to the playoffs. But you look at his playoff performances, you look at his playoff record. His postseason career record was three and four. He had that bad Super Bowl, too. I mean, I'm not just blaming him, but yeah, right. he had, yeah. But it, it, it was like, for as good as he was an athlete, there was always something missing with him. But definitely, he is definitely one of the greatest players to come th- through the Carolina organization. Very good one. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Like he, he, he was, he was a fascinating guy to watch because with his size and his speed, his ability to run. But yeah, he, he's. You feel like he sort of left something on the table too a little bit yes. with his career. Uh, Steve Smith, I'm going to go with mm. uh, wide receivers, tough as they came. 836 catches, 12,000 yards, five Pro Bowls, 67 touchdowns, two-time All-Pro for a guy who was overlooked, underdrafted, you know, like 5'8", 5'9", at best, but strong, I mean, tough, and would come up with big plays for for Del Home or whoever was throwing him the football. He always came up big for them. You know, I was looking at my category of some of the best trash talkers in the game. And Steve Smith was one of the best in the game. For a guy five nine, he was fearless, though. Yes, he was. You know, he he could block, um, catch, uh, do whatever you needed. You know, um, if you look at his overall sixteen year career, think about this: eleven times in sixteen years, he surpassed a thousand yards in all purpose yards. Mm. You think about that, and, and that's with the return game, uh, receiving. You know, every every now and then when they ask him to run a jet sweep or something like that. Sure. But I'm telling you, man, you couldn't find a you couldn't you couldn't put any more toughness in a smaller compact body than, than Steve Smith. Pound for uh, pound, it, it, uh, as tough as it, it it went. I mean, honestly, he was that guy. He was. He was a hell of a player. All right, who else do you have? Oh, I got to go, Luke Keekley. You know, it, it's a shame his career was cut short by injuries and and concussions. But there was no finer middle uh, inside linebacker in the game in term, in, 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 than Luke Keekley. Heads up, smart, short tackler, stout against the run. Everything you wanted in a Pro Bowl inside linebacker, he was it. He played so reckless, man, he would hurt himself. He'd hit so hard, he'd hurt himself a lot of times. Yep. And that's why he only played eight years in the National Football League. The concussion started to pile up. The injury started to pile out, and he just knew it was time to call it a career mm-hmm. so he would have a better quality of life. Life, But when he was in his heyday, there was no better inside linebacker in the game than Luke Keekley. 
Yeah, it's a shame he couldn't have gotten three, four more years. But uh, 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 when he was when he was at you know right and before the concussions, he was as good as anybody playing the, the position uh, yes. for sure. Uh, I'm going to give Thomas Davis a, another linebacker a little bit of love. Uh, yeah. I thought this guy was a really good player. He he he. he had to endure three ACL tears at three ACL tears and still came back and was tough. Still played 13 years, still had over a thousand tackles in his career. He was the epitome of toughness. And, and he's one of those guys that I, when I think of the Panthers, I see his number 58, man. I think that guy was a really good player. You, you want to talk about mental toughness. Know this, no player in the history of the NFL has come back from three ACL tears and played. Hmm. Now this guy, after his third ACL tear, this is the number three. The very next season, he came back and had 123 tackles in the 2013 season. Yeah. You know, he's not one of the household names you hear about in the history of the National Football League, but there's no question. Quality player through and through, tenacious. Yeah. Uh, he just had a never-say-die attitude. I, I, I agree with you. He's definitely on my list. Hart. All right. Who else do you have, Gunner? I uh, put Jordan Gross on there. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Gross, uh, the offensive tackle. Um, you know, his rookie year. He was inserted his rookie year as a starter at right tackle. Never missed a snap the, the entire season. Hmm. And then out of uh, retirements and, and injuries, he was moved to left tackle, and that's where he settled in the rest of his career. Um, you know, you talk about the rock of stability over 11 years, all played with Carolina. He was it. You know, yeah. didn't get to many Pro Bowls, didn't get many All-Pros, but there was a reason why he stayed 11 years in Carolina. He was an anchor on that left side for the quarterback. No, you know, they always talk about the left tackle as the quarterback's best friend. He was definitely the quarterback's best friend for that Carolina organization for yeah. the 11 years he was there. All right. I'm going to give this guy love. He's not a hall of famer. He's not what you would consider great or even maybe very good, but Jake Del home was a, was a uh, tough guy who yeah. played well for them for a long time. You know, 53 and 37 career record as a starter for the Panthers. That's not a bad career record. Uh, got them to a Super Bowl, you know, was another one, guy who really wasn't supposed to be anything and ends up, you know, making a, a pretty good career for himself. So I'll throw Del Home a little bit of love. I thought he was a pretty and solid guy. And rightfully yeah. so. I'm going to yeah. throw in tight end Greg Olson. Yep. Um, you know, Greg Olson was the first tight end in the history of the National Football League to have three consecutive 1,000 receiving yards hmm. uh, seasons. He was just that good. Um, he, you'll never confuse him with Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, all of these guys. But you talk about a steady performer in his nine years in Carolina, big target at 6'5", 255, very deceptive in his ability to, to shake a coverage and to get free. Uh, if the ball hit his hands, he didn't drop the ball. Um, and, you know, he's transitioned his uh, football career into a nice uh, broadcasting career as well. But he was definitely one of the best to ever come through the Carolina organization. Yeah. Heck of a career, you know, whether yeah. it was there or his other stops, the guy was always a, a pretty quiet with the bears, whatever. He was a very quality tight end. All right. I'll throw a little last one in there with, uh, with Sam Mills. He did. He, we, we talked about him with the saints as well, but he had a nice career for the, uh, for the Panthers as well mm. uh, as a, as a linebacker for them. And then went over and coached them, be, unfortunately, before he passed away. Uh, but he was, you know, Sam Mills, very good Panther, you know, for, for his time. And when you think about it, he was such a force, and he was only 5'9". Mm. How many 5'9 linebackers do not what he many. did in the football league? Not the last, you know, 30, 40 years. No. Not, not, not a ton of them. We, we we look at the small linebackers of today as six foot, six one, six two. Right. This man was 5'9", 235. Yeah. And could run like the wind, hit like a, a you know, a, a heat-seeking missile. Mm -hmm. It's a shame, you know, we, we lost him early in his life. Um 
due to cancer, I believe it was. Yes, it was. Yep. Um, but man, what a phenomenal career when he stepped on the football field. Tough guy. I, I got one more I want to add to it because I think he was so integral. And I love watching him play. Ryan Khalil, who was the center for them from 2007 to 2018. Yep. He was kind of small in the center size, 6'2, 300, but you couldn't move him. Yeah. You couldn't move him, man. And you talk about. He was a second round pick to play 12 season. He made five Pro Bowls. You mm-hmm. know, when he ran the combine in college for center, he ran a combine at 494. Wow. For center. Wow. So he, he could move, he could block, technically sound, everything he wanted uh, in, in, in an offensive lineman like a Jason, uh, Jason Kelsey to stabilize an offensive line. He was it to Carolina for many years. Okay. All right. Good stuff. All right. Let's get a timeout in and we'll come back and we will uh, turn our sights to the NFL. We're, we're going to tell you about some of these crazy deals that have come down. Uh, we'll get into a bunch of other stuff. Who's in camp, who isn't in camp, who's unhappy, who's happy, et cetera, et cetera. A, a lot to dive into for sure. So you don't want to go anywhere when we come back. All right. Uh, let's talk about Flynn tree services, Flynn tree services. Yes. They are an experienced licensed and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. And they're experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. They actually specialize in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call right now, 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. 
Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake them out. Mama, go, oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. E A G L E S. Eagles. Back. What is up, friends? Hour number three of the program. Derek Gunn. Rob Ellis, first day of Eagles practice. Excitement in the air. You can cut it with a knife. What? All right. So uh, NFL, Derek, let's hit a couple of these because a lot of people getting paid. Uh, that's for sure. All right. Justin Herbert, five years, $262.5 million deal with the Chargers, which runs through 2029, 137 or 133.7 million guaranteed. How about this one? He's got a 193.7 million injury guarantee. Ooh. We got the injury thing worked Who into gives, that. Who gives that? I, I, that's the one where I was kind of obviously all the all those numbers you're like, what? But but the injury part of it, it was sort of I don't remember seeing that clause in some of these other guys. No the other quarterbacks and whatnot. So that was kind of interesting. Well, you know what? You get that kind of money, just like with Lamar Jackson, just like with, you know, Jalen Hurts. You know, now it's on you. You know, right. it's on you now. So, yeah. you, you know, you, you know, people are not going to accept the, the excuses of, hey, you know, um, we just fell short. Now, when you make that kind of money as a quarterback, whether, you know, you, a quarterback, I always say, gets too many accolades and too much blame at times. Right. But when you get that kind of money, <laughs> that definitely is going to fall on you. But when you look at Justin Herbert's numbers in his first three years in the NFL, I mean, a dude came out of the gate as a rookie in 15 years and threw for over 4,300 yards and 31 touchdowns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And his completion, his career completion percentage is 67%. I mean, this is only a guy in his third year. He already yeah. has 94 touchdowns and 35 picks. I mean, okay. You know, he's thrown 31, 38, 25 touchdowns in three years. So he is he is an above average quarterback, and, and if you've seen him play, the dude's got a cannon for an arm. He's talented. I mean, he's got all the tools, you know. And you're right, though, Derek. Like, I think that team in general, it's like an it's it's enough hype. Like, let's see it. You, you know, you gotta you gotta at least start winning a playoff game for for anybody to take you seriously. Look, I agree with your initial point. Like, we do attach too much. It's the only position in football where yes. you get a record attached to you individually. You know what I mean? Like Jalen Hurts is uh, 13 and seven against playoff teams and Bubba. It's like, did anybody else play in the game? Is he, yeah, <laughs> if really. the defense gives up 48 points. Are we, are we saying Fletcher Cox is, you know, 13 and seven against play. But anyway, regardless, when you're as talented as he is and you have pretty nice weapons around you, which he does now it's time, you know, now it's time. So you, you got right. paid and, and, and you've, you've had a good first few years. Let's go now. Now take it to the next level. You know, in a tough division. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Here's the thing. If he made that kind of money in, say, the NFC South, I'd say he would get a lot of monkeys off his back. Um, 
because I think he would dominate that division. Yeah. But when you're in that AFC West and you've got Patrick Mahomes, you've got Russell Wilson and now Jimmy Garoppolo, and you're, you're competing against the defending Super Bowl champion, and you have Sean Payton in your division now as well. Yeah. Dude, it's not an easy road to hoe, you know. Nope. No, and it's not. This, and you've heard me say time and time again, because I know this organization so well, the Chargers historically always find a way to trip themselves up, as they did last year, once again. Yeah. And so now you've got to get out from under that dark cloud. Hey, by the way, tomorrow, just got confirmation tomorrow, you know, because the Giants are such a hot commodity, we will have Jordan Renan uh, at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Nice. Uh, yep. So we'll have him at 2 p.m. tomorrow to give us a lowdown. And, you know, Andrew Thomas signing a big deal and Saquon's mindset and all that good stuff. Love it. Love you know, it. Okay. Yeah. Jordan's great, man. And he keeps yeah. a very close eye on the Eagles, too. Yeah. Um, all right, so here, so the the Herbert gets uh, two hundred and sixty two point five for five years. So let's look at the comparisons, Derek. Yep. All right, Lamar Jackson gets five years, two hundred and sixty. So he got a little bit more than Lamar, and this is kind of this is the trend. Jalen, who signed before Lamar, got five years, two fifty five. So you're seeing like these incremental increases here. So what what are we thinking for Burrow here? I'm thinking five right. years, two seventy, two seventy. That, that's what I think it's going to be. Five years, two seventy. That's exactly right. I, I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah, dude. Look, look, look at the money. Look at the quarterback money just in the AFC West alone. Mahomes, Russell, now Herbert, Garoppolo. And, uh, yeah, Garoppolo's getting like twenty-two. Yeah, for this year. Is there is there a richer division in football in terms of quarterback money? Mm, let's definitely. Not- NFC East, definitely not the NFC North. Nope. Definitely not the NFC South. Nope. Def. You know what? You do have some quarterbacks getting paid in the West, like Kyler Murray, Stafford, now Geno. Geno's not getting – Geno didn't get close to what these guys – No, are. no, he didn't get this kind of money. Yeah. And, and San Fran's quarterbacks are not super highly paid. Uh, and, and, and even with even with Rodgers in the AFC East, yeah. not the AFC East. No, no, because no, because Mac Jones isn't making it. T- no, no, not yet. No, uh, not yet in in the in the North because because Pickett's making low first round money, making rookie money, but still it's like thirty something million. It's rookie money. The South, no, nope. no, nope. no. There isn't a division. I don't think overall that, that that is pulling in that kind of coin. Yeah, dude, the the quarterback money in, in that division is insane. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is the poor man in that division, and he got what 100, 130 something million, I believe it was from from yeah. from the Raiders. He's right. a poor man in that division. Um, I could be that poor. This was a big one, Derek. We talked about it earlier. Trayvon Diggs, five years, ninety-seven million, East forty-two point three guaranteed, twenty-one point two he gets at the signing bonus. So, Jeez. a that's a ton for him, and b. My first reaction is if they're reportedly also working on deals for Lamb and Terrence Steele, like Zach Martin's got to be saying, hello, hi, you remember me? Maybe not. My goodness. You know what? Um, Zach Martin, in this case, may have to either play or pout. He's going to have to decide. I agree with you. Because I agree with you 100%. I think there's no question he's one of the top two or three, arguably the top right guard in the National Football League. Yep. And for them to put this in his face, giving Trayvon Diggs that kind of money while he they know he's upset about what he's making, 
and they already, you know, do you right? The rumors are out there. They're already working on stuff with a uh, CD lamb. Um, dude, you, you got two options right now play or sit home and lose money. It's it. Do, do you want to lose game checks? Uh, you know, I, there you go. I, I, here's my guess. If the, I think the Cowboys, if they were smart and I think they have the, I think they can do this. They don't have to find him for camp time missed. You don't no. have to, you no. can, but you don't have to. I would just look the other way on any of that. And if you get him back in for week one, everybody just kind of go about their business and, you know, and, and, and hope that that's how this plays out because apparently he's pretty pissed off. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see where that goes with this. Uh, but it's, you know what, there's other offensive linemen getting paid D gun. So uh, Texans and Titus Howard, yep. he got three years, 56 million with 36.5 guaranteed. So it's not just, you know, quarterbacks and, you know, the, the, the glamor position guys, the offensive linemen are getting paid too. Yeah. Everybody, but the running backs, brother, you yeah. know, yep. and Zach Martin, of course. Yep. Yeah. The money, the money's flowing freely across the board in the national football league now, man. And like I said earlier in the show, when this new TV contract money kicks in across the board for the NFL, I can't wait to see, we we're sitting here just gasping at the numbers that we talk about daily now over the last couple of days, mm-hmm. what are numbers going to look like? when other quarterbacks come up for renewal, when this new TV money kicks in offensive tackles, edge rushers, premier cornerbacks in the national football league, yeah. the numbers are going to be through the roof. What yeah. is, what is sauce Gardner going to get when he's eligible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? If Trayvon Diggs is worth 97 million and he's a hit or miss cornerback, what is a so-called rookie cornerback shutdown. Yeah. shutdown season going to yeah. be, if he, if he maintains that status, what is he going to be worth when his time comes? Good point. Yeah, it's going to be insane. It's going to be the highest money. Correct. It's going to be the highest deal we may ever see for a corner. We've ever seen it for a corner. So the the Giants give Andrew Thomas five years, one hundred and seventeen point five. It's amazing how this changes so quickly. They, he went into last year as being one of the biggest question marks. Yep. And and he just got that kind of money from them. Uh, it, it, oof. Uh, five years, one hundred and seventeen point five million. You know, even guys like. Like, I think Cole Komet has potential, yes. but the Bears give Cole Komet their tight end four years, 50 million. I, you know, do you have to do you have to prove anything at this point? I, I, I don't Cole, know. Komet, Cole Komet's a nice tight end. I don't know if he's a $50 million tight end, but you know what? Again, like Sal said, and like you've heard me say time and time again, I'm all for the players. I am too. You know I, what? Get what you can while you can, as much as you can, and ride off to the sunset when you feel like it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no question about it. All right, beyond that, a couple things, uh, odds and ends. Frank Reich names Bryce Young the starter. Not a no, shocker, but yeah. whatever. He made it official. Um, beyond that, this was this one was interesting because it was really – you remember how weird this thing was during OTAs with the Bills and uh, Stefan Diggs, Trayvon's brother? Yep. He, he was there. He left. Nobody exactly knew what was happening. Anyway, he met with the media today, Stefan Diggs did, and he said, everything's good. Like, we've we've moved past whatever it was. I feel good. I want to finish here. I want to finish my career here. They need that. They need him to be on board and right. They don't want him, you know, Josh Allen needs him. Well, you know, Josh said he has to do a better job of in, in, including him in, in certain decision-making process and embracing him. He's my brother, so on and so forth, yada, yada, yada. Okay, I get that. Now, whatever he was going through, at this stage, you're right. You want harmony. You know, this guy had 108 catches and almost 1,500 yards and 11 touchdowns last year. 
Yeah. There's no question he is one of the premier receivers in the game today. Um, when you look at his stats across the board as a receiver, his last five seasons, and that includes two in Minnesota, over 1,000 yards receiving. Okay. Oh. Okay. I mean. Yeah, he's produced every year. Yeah, every year. It, 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 you, you want this dude to think about nothing but playing football, okay? Whether he's right or wrong, in whatever stance he was taking, Mm-hmm. Whatever he was feeling, whether it's right or wrong, it's like it's like it's like you can't, you know. Sometimes whether it's right or wrong, you just kind of appease him. You break, you embrace. Okay, I understand. You know, you just want him back on on, on track, and yeah. what you're trying to do. That's what you got to do with him, man. You know, yeah. yeah. And if everything if everything is okay right now, and if every all the parties have met and talked, and apologies have been said across the board, we know we need to include you know more. We need. I, I get it. Move forward because Buffalo Bills have a tall order in front of them in terms of trying to maintain their status at the top of the pecking order in the AFC East. Well, let's stay there for a minute because this is a real good story. So uh, DeMar Hamlin, uh, full full bore today, full bore today for, for the for the Bills. I mean, from from where he was to watching him run out of the tunnel today at their practice is uh, – it's crazy, frankly. I mean, it is – it's unbelievable this guy's playing football again, alive and playing football again. It's great. Yeah. It's a great story, and it's and obviously he is a young man that everybody will be watching closely this season. Yep. You know, and I'm sure every time he steps on the field, he takes a hit. I I would imagine Buffalo, his Buffalo teammates, and the organization will have a collective hold your breath moment every time he engages in a in, in contact, every time he's a part of a collision, to see if he gets up. You know, and, and that's understandable. Yep. And, you know, rightfully so. But man, what a story. I see a book in the making coming out of this. Oh, I can't believe there hasn't already been. I, I, I think you're going to see a book, a movie. Yeah, you know, just just the just the motivation and the inspiration he's going to give his teammates uh, being out there. No question. But you're right. I mean, it, this is a deal where any kind of hard contact or he goes to the ground hard, you're, you're kind of like, oh, just get up. Just get up. Yeah. Man. Yes. You know, <laughs> that's tough in that sport because there are so many collisions, but yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. Aaron Rodgers restructured a re they, they called it a reconfigure uh, of his contract uh, to, to give the, the, the jets a little bit of a little bit of breathing room this year. So I changed it around. Oh, oh so he did it for the jets, but he wouldn't do it for green Bay. The bleepity bleep. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what I'm thinking? So, you know what? Okay. All right, Aaron, you know what? Good luck to you. <laughs> Hope you finish third in the division. <laughs> I love your bitterness. Uh, I'm right there with you. All right. So the way the uh, 49ers are going to handle Purdy is what they're calling a pitch count. So he'll practice two days on, take one off, two on, two off. They'll also look at the amount of throws that he's making uh, per, which actually they do with a lot of these guys early, but they'll especially do it with Purdy because he's he's been cleared, but they want to ease him in. Uh, until it gets real in September, which is, you know, look, they're making no bones that he's the starter, too. There's no, there's should, not, yeah, there's not a competition. There shouldn't be. No. Trey Lance is not in his, his area code. No. I'm sorry, in terms of ability. And, again, we don't know if if, if Purdy, Purdy could be the next Kirk Cousins in terms of being this this wonder kid in the regular season and a flop in the, in the postseason. We don't know. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, watch the way he handled that 49ers offense the constant moving and, and shifting emotions and the way he delivered the goods. You know, he was one of the, he was the Cinderella story in the NFL last year. Okay. Now yeah. can you do it? And plus put him on a pinch count now, because you've got to see, okay, is there any irritation? 
were there any type of throws that hurt when you made the throws? You got to watch all this stuff. We got to check for inflammation, potential possibility of inflammation every day. Mm-hmm. He's out there in a pitch count. That's understandable. Yeah. Ice, ice treatment, heat treatment, the electric, electronic, electric, electric treatments. Yep. <clears throat> all that stuff comes into play with it. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, you're right. I mean, how are teams going to attack him differently? But it's also, you know, uh, you're talking about a team that's got a lot of weapons who doesn't, where he's not going to have to do, he doesn't have to be Joe Burrow for them. He can just be smart game manager. And I don't think he has the ego that he cares. Like, I really yeah, don't, right. you know, dumps to, to McCaffrey or, 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 you know, Kittle or whatever. And then, you know, doing enough with, with Ayuk and, and uh, Debo for sure. Uh, right. So many safety valves on that team. It's oh. not even funny. If you're ever putting a guy in a position to succeed, it's My that goodness. it's that setup that they have in San Francisco with him for sure. I mean, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, McCaffrey, and they're all explosive players. Yeah, you know that you have a whole collection. You can you can throw a dump off, and one of those guys could break it for a big gainer and then he get a lot of home, home run hitters. Yeah, oh my goodness, yeah, Gee. a lot of home runners. All right, some of the big names who aren't in camp, Gunner. We mentioned Zach Martin, uh, Chris Jones still not in for the Chiefs. He's not oh. happy. He's on the last year of his deal. Uh, Josh Jacobs is not in for the Raiders. He still hasn't signed the franchise tag. Uh, and Nick Bosa, speaking of the 49ers, Nick Bosa's not in there either. I mean, you're talking about four massive swing kind of players if they're not playing. They're all big deals, every one of those guys. Josh Jacobs is a tricky one for me, but I fully expect uh, the other two guys uh, to be to be there when it, when it counts. And I would imagine the organization, because they're so highly thought of, you know, we heard John Lynch come out and say, we understand why he's not here. You know, see, John John Lynch is one of those GMs that looks at it from both the player and front office perspective because he's been both. Right. So he gets it, you know, and an organization understands what Bosey is to the organization. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that's going to be taken care of in a relative amount of time. Chris Jones as well. If there's one thing Andy Reid did and has done in his tenure, he knows when it's time to take care of certain players. Yeah. And, and Andy Reid is very vocal about we need this player to do this, that, and the other. So Andy Reid has already had or will have his input into the situation, and they'll get that done as well. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, he look, they're they're on the Chiefs on the defensive side of the ball, Derek, don't have a lot of superstars. And yeah. a guy like Chris Jones yeah. is really, really critical uh to their to their success. And I think they know that and they'll figure it out. I mean, like we talked about yesterday, the one thing I would say I I never like siding with organizations here, but I know he wants it. He wants security because he's in the last year of his deal, but he is making 20 million this year. That's uh, not no. chump no, change. No, it's not chump change. No. Yeah. By no. any stretch. Maybe uh, they can add an extension onto it. You know, that's what make- I think is going to happen. I, I, yeah. I truly, I think three years on the back end of this thing at like 25 a year, something like that. I, I think you could see that. Uh, it, it, the thing that fascinates you most about the Kansas City defense as a whole is. It's not a star-studded defense. It's an no. opportunistic defense. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, this was a middle-of-the-road defense, and they with playing again, playing with a bunch of kids in the back end, they still gave up less than 22 points a game. That's all you need from that defense with that offense on the other side of the ball. Yeah, they're going to get 28, 30-something a game. Yes. Yeah, oh, my yeah. goodness, yes. Absolutely. Uh, Josh Harris was uh, at Commander's practice today, out there doing his thing. In his in his commander's gear, so yeah. he's uh he's in, man. He's in. No more Snyder. Have you gotten over the fact that he owns a team in in your in your team's division? No, you haven't gotten over it yet. No, I'm not going to get over it. No. Here's the thing: if they beat the Eagles, 
Yes. And he's smirking in his little box. You tell me, Sixers fans, how you're going to feel about it. I don't like it. But what if the next night he's in? What what if the next night he's in his his Sixers box and they beat Boston and he's smirking? Stay away. I don't want to see you. You're I'm annoyed at you. I don't want to see him. No, thank you. Yeah, go away. I think it's a breath of fresh air for that Washington organization to have the new principal owner out there in the practice facility in the team colors because there's so much more interest now in Washington than before because of what that evil empire that Daniel Snyder ran. I think I just think there's just a breath of fresh air and he made the right move. Whether you like him or not, Rob, he made the right move, making himself present at their first practice so people can visually see him, applaud him, wave at him, yell towards him, him waving back at the fans that this is a whole new era. You are finally out from under that dark cloud. This is a whole new era of Washington Commanders football. I don't fault him uh, for buying into what is an absolute money-making machine. So I don't I don't blame him for it. But it doesn't mean I have to like it either, that he that he's owns sure. two rival teams. So that's it. That's all. So, so you're saying if he's going to buy a team, buy a team in the AFC? Buy the Chargers or something. Yes, yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, this was a funny one. So Travis Kelsey, who we know is a character. Right? Oh, dude. Oh, geez. Okay. So he, he, he shot a shot uh, with Taylor Swift. Tried to try to get him, get her his number and. On a, what a bracelet, uh, uh, some kind yeah. of bracelet. Yeah. She, she wasn't really having it. She wasn't really obliging uh, on the other end. So. Uh, well, what he, what he, what, what was revealed was because she sings something like 40 songs at a concert. It's a, it's a monster. It's a long yeah. concert. Yep. Yep. She saves her voice. She doesn't talk to people before or after her concerts in order to save her voice. And she doesn't take visitors before or after concerts because that would force her to engage in conversation. Right. But dude, for Travis Kelsey to shoot his shot with Taylor Swift, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. Travis Kelsey is my favorite player in the National Football League. <laughs> he reminds yeah. me a lot of Gronkowski, man. He doesn't abide by, you know, so-called protocol, you know. Right. Dude, he just—he's out there. He's he is out there. Man. He has fun. He—he he says, "quote I was disappointed. Yeah, she doesn't talk before or after her shows. She has to save her voice for the forty-four songs that she sings." <laughs> exactly. Hey, so, see, see, John Doe says Travis Kelsey is a joke. Okay, I tell you what, I guarantee you, there's thirty-one other teams that would like to have that joke in their offense. I tell you that much. Yeah, I don't know what what the joke part is. The guy is he's going to go down as one of the all time greatest tight ends that's ever played the game. But uh, if, if he's out there having fun and not hurting anybody, not doing anything detrimental yeah. to a team like an Aaron Hernandez type scenario, you know what, dude? Go out there and be who you want to be, man. Because this is your one moment in time. You're considered the best tight end in, in all of pro football. You're going to be a future Hall of Famer. You're making money. You're everywhere. You have a successful podcast. You're on talk shows. You're your host is Saturday Night Live, man. Yeah, Go out there and live your best life, well, dude. He, he's also he's self-deprecating. He's putting it out there publicly that he tried and she wasn't into it. Like that's yeah. funny. Like that's you know that's some Gronkowski stuff right there, dude. It, it's great. It's great. All right, that's I, fun. I, I'll give. I, I will throw this out there that maybe will make you feel a little bit different about Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So apparently he reached out to Jordan Love be, before his first day of camp yesterday or today or whatever day they started. Uh, Jordan Love said, quote, Aaron reached out to me last night, and that's exactly what he said. He said, you should just be yourself, have fun, enjoy it. It's obviously my time now. And he just said, you know, be yourself. I mean, that's all you can do. That's kind of been the message from everybody is be yourself. Don't try to be anybody else. Don't try to be Aaron. 
things like that. Just be yourself. And that's what I'm trying to do. All right. That was nice. Yeah. I'll give them that. That was a cool thing to do. That's what a true professional does. And I was joking earlier about hope they finished third in the division. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers will always be one of my favorite Green Bay Packers historically. Yeah. For where he came from, he had to sit and wait. Think about the numbers he could have put up and he assumed the role of a starter as a rookie instead of waiting until his fourth season in the National Football League. Okay. Yeah. He'll always be. I mean, he is he a little different? Absolutely. Uh, is he out there? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is he smoking that that Arizona peyote? Hey, absolutely. Or that Amazon peyote, whatever you want to call it. I still can't correctly pronounce it. Ayahuasca. Name. Yeah. I, what is it? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca sounds like it sounds like a Native American tribe. It know? does a little bit, yeah. But but you know what? He'll always be that dude. There was hey man in his day. There was no more accurate, strong arm quarterback in the National Football League. That dude could throw a football through a hurricane. Yeah, you yeah. know. He could. He always, he always will be. So I was just joking a little bit before, but he did the right thing. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good move. Um, yeah. All right, Sam Howell uh, says, like, he gets it that people think it's crazy that he's the starter, you know, et cetera, et cetera. He said, quote, I know some people think it's crazy because of how the draft went, and I hardly played at all last year, but it doesn't change anything for me. I know the type of player I can be in this league. I worked hard to put myself in this position to succeed. I could care less what other people say. Okay. It's about where I uh, – it's about what I hear in this building. All right. Oh, well, now's your time, man. That's a great quote. It now is go good. out and prove it because <laughs> I, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you can do. Now go out and prove it. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and look, he's – if you're him, you got to be – you're in a pretty nice position. You have Eric Bieniemy. You have really good wideouts. Uh, you have a nice running back. One thing he does need, Derek, is that offensive line to hold up. I, yeah. I, I don't necessarily love their offensive line, but their old line holds up. You know, he, he's got every opportunity to succeed. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Yep, no question about it. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the only weak link other than the quarterback is that offensive line. You know, and, and if that offensive line can play just 20% better than it did last year, Washington's going to be heck to deal with. Yeah. You know, they're going to be heck to deal with. This kid Howell can, if he can fluidly run Eric Bianami's offense, it's going to be interesting. That whole division is going to be interesting. Well, yeah. If, they, if they're real this year, I mean, whew, uh, you know, with what the, the strides the Giants took last year and with what the Cowboys are, you know, that the, the NFC East is very, would fit in very well with all the AFC, you know, with, with those three really tough divisions in the AFC. It really would. Like they're that good. It's that good. Yes, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's. Good. I think. I think the. I think the Eagles are are the team uh, to beat in that division. But that division, it's going to be a head knocking division. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be some knockdown drag out fights in that division. Uh, non baseball, but Rob Manfred got a four year extension to continue as the Major League Baseball commissioner. So Rob Manfred not going anywhere for a while. Well, considering the, considering the money that's been doled out in, in Major League Baseball, obviously Major League Baseball is in a very healthy financial situation right now. Yeah. And, you know, if, if he's at the forefront of that, whether it's TV contracts, streaming games, whatever the case may be, I never in my life thought, Rob, we'd be looking at baseball games being streamed on YouTube. Me I don't either. see that. Yeah, YouTube, Apple TV. I mean, that's yeah. where it's going. It it's is. Yeah. It yeah. is where it's going. All right, we'll uh we'll step aside. We'll come back a little Kevin Durant uh action when we when we come back. Uh good birthday day today. Really good action. Yep. Uh movies, uh we'll hit it all. We'll re- we'll circle back to some of the things with the Eagles today from their first practice. We'll do all of that 
when we come back. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Back. Thanks for hanging. Final segment of the show, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, on this Wednesday. Reminder, we'll have Jordan Raynon tomorrow from ESPN.com to talk not only about everything that's happening uh, from a Giants perspective, but Eagles, NFC East, NFC football in general. All right. Um, Derek. Uh, need a favor. Can you loan me some money? What do you need? Well, I'm going broke this summer. Birthdays are killing me, man. Um, same, same. Um, my my granddaughter Ariana, her birthday was July 8th, turned okay. two. Okay. My son-in-law Josh's birthday is tomorrow. Okay. My other son-in-law uh, Alex, his birthday is July 31st. Okay. 
My son Jordan is August 20th. My grandson Elijah is August 26th. And my oldest daughter, Annalisa, is September 2nd. Can you can you can you help a brother out? First of all, that's impressive that you knew all of those off the top of your head. That even the in-law, the the son-in-laws, that's impressive. Okay. Well, I like I told you, when it comes to statistics and numbers, phone numbers, credit card numbers, and my wife and my kids are like, how do you remember that stuff? Right. When it comes to people's names, Rob, I'm telling you, I've worked with people 20 years. I couldn't tell you their names today. And I was all I would always go, hey, how you doing? Hey, this buddy. Is, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm terrible with I'm 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 brutally. Yeah. I remember I remember addresses from places I lived in Pittsburgh and Milwaukee, San Diego. That's impressive. That's impressive. You know, yeah. I, but I can't I just can't do names, man. It drives my wife. My wife can tell you somebody's name. She can meet a person one time. She can tell you their name. There's uh, an art to that. There's a skill to that. There is. Yeah. Tell me. It's like I just don't get it, dude. I mean, sometimes I want to call you, you know, Raymond. I, I you know, I if it wasn't for the fact that I see your name on the screen daily, I might slip and call you, you know, Rupert. You know, everybody, everybody loves Raymond. You know, what I mean, so that's good. I, hey, I'm just, I'm, I'm with you. Look, I have, I only have one. Well, I have uh, my son's July 30th, so Bobby's okay. July 30th. So I, I, uh, you, but you got a lot, man. That's a, you're loaded. That, that's good tough. Good deal. Yeah, I hear you. Um, all right. Did you see the Kevin Durant thing? It, it was interesting. He, he was doing a sit down and he was talking about because he's invested in some some medical marijuana plants and and, and whatnot and nurseries and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, right. he said that he played a pretty big role in convincing, you know, Adam Silver in the NBA, you know, folks that they need to stop testing for for, you know, marijuana, marijuana, because so many players do it. He said it's akin to sitting down and having a glass of wine. There really isn't much difference. And yeah, he lobbied for it and it worked. So good for good for Kevin Durant. I wonder how many players how many players play high. <laughs> that would be my follow up, Kevin. Uh, you know, okay, let's if we're keeping it real, how many here? Yeah, that would be. Hey, look, they stopped testing for marijuana in the National Football League in a violent sport like that. Right. I mean, yeah. if, if I'm the NBA, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. All we do is run up and down the court and shoot. I mean, do we really need to be tested for this stuff? You know, we can do it anyway. Come on, man. Well, I mean, look, if there's any sport, it should be the NFL, where it's like, dude, as long as you're not taking, what is it, Tordal and all, some of that other nasty, yeah. you know, go ahead, man, whatever you got to do. Did you ever think you would live to see when marijuana would be omitted from testing in professional sports? No. I didn't. No. I sure no. didn't. Nope, no, but that's where we, we are there, man, for sure. So that was uh, that was interesting stuff out of. Out of you is gonna have the munchies on the court. <laughs> yes. Okay, I get a hot dog over here on the bench. Yeah. Um, uh, Joker says that he is uh, he needs a break and he will not uh, will not play for the Serbian national team in the FIBA World Cup. He's got to rest up uh, after the long season that he had. I, I don't blame him. You know, he oh, played yeah. he played eighty nine games. You know, including the playoffs. That's a lot. Dude got a ring, eighty nine yeah. games. I'm I'm good. I'm good. But you're right. When you're the, when you're one of the last two teams standing, and your off season is shorter than everybody else's. Man, you got to give your body time to recoup. That's yeah. why I never understood why so many major league players jump at the opportunity to play in the World Baseball Classic. I know it's an honor, but you're giving up those extra an extra time to get your body ready for spring training. It's like. By the time you're done in late late September, early October, to the time you get to the world class, it's like it's a blink of a blink of the eye. I know. 
you know, it really is. It, it is. It's it's crazy how how little time you have, and that's why. Look, it's not a coincidence. This is part of the reason why so many teams have a hard time repeating. It, it doesn't matter what sport it is because you're playing a lot of extra games, a lot of extra wear and tear on your body. It, it beats you down. It does. So I don't blame. Him. And look, he's yeah. having the time of his life. You see some of these videos, like he he was at a horse race. Yeah. You know, it was like he is he's living life to the fullest, man. And yeah, guess what? To the victors go the spoils. Absolutely. You know? Ride the um, way, brother. Oh, listen, without question. So uh, a couple updates. There, there, actually, there isn't much of an update, but uh, Bronny James is, uh, is is stable, at least. He's out of the ICU. That's really all we know right now. Uh, there isn't much more of an update. If you didn't hear, he, went, he had cardiac arrest uh, yesterday when he was working out at USC, where he's going to be going to college. And thankfully, they were able to revive him and get him out of there and get him to the hospital quickly and you know, it's a good sign. I would assume that he's out of intensive care, but yep. You know, we don't know how long a road he has to any kind of recovery. Um, but scary Praying for you, young man. Praying yes. for you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, scary stuff. So uh, there's that, and you know, there was that contract that uh, that Jalen Brown signed yesterday too. Which, if you didn't hear, five years, three hundred and three point seven million dollars for Jalen Brown. So the, the, there's. Guys getting paid uh, all over in every single league. It's not just the NFL. I got to check my ancestry.com and see if I'm maybe a distant relative of any one of these guys. I'm sure every cousin has called him and checked in to see how things are going. I got to see. Maybe, you know, we could be distant. You know, my my family's big on this ancestry.com now where you, you, you know, you send in a sample of your saliva yeah. and they tell you, you know, you know, what nationality you're part of and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I buy it. Other people live by this stuff. I don't know oh. if I believe all this They're stuff. They're like, I'm I'm five percent this, and you're like, oh, okay, I got you. Three percent Swahili. You know, yeah. I'm like I, I think is I, I either liked you or I didn't like you, and that's not swaying me one way or the other. Exactly. <laughs> you know you I mean? know, so basically you're telling me you're a box of assorted nuts. That's what you tell me. Which we all are, but you know, yeah. Yes. We're all we're all mutts, as they say, in, yeah. you know, yeah. in, in a lot of ways. But yeah, it was pretty funny. All right, uh, I want to get back to the Eagles and a couple things. So uh, a little bit earlier, you had Nick and Howie meeting with the media. Jalen Hurts spoke, Kelsey spoke, a lot of the heavy hitter guys spoke. So they're off today. Here's the way the schedule uh, plays out for the Eagles: off tomorrow, uh, no media availability at all. Friday, Sean DeSai speaks at nine forty. So we'll. We'll get a good amount of reaction off of that, Derek, on Friday. And then practice begins at 10, and then they'll give you selected players. Saturday, players off, no scheduled availability. <laughs> what kind of training camp? Well, tomorrow's a walkthrough, actually. It's oh, not, oh. not a day off. It's a walkthrough. Oh, right? okay. Uh, they're, off, they're off Saturday. Sunday, they're back at it. Sirianni, 940, practice at 10 o'clock. Same deal. Monday's a walkthrough. Uh, Tuesday's the first time we'll hear from Brian Johnson. So that'll be at 940, then practice. Uh, players off Wednesday. Sirianni again Thursday. Michael Clay Friday, Friday. at 940, yes. I know that's the guy you want to hear from. I want to I want to hear from Howie how Michael Clay's still there. That's what I want to hear. Not so much him, but yeah. I, here's what I want to hear. Michael, what are you doing differently? What are you doing to improve this? Tell, tell me about the punter competition. Is it a real competition? That's what I, I want to hear. Can you confirm or deny that Sipos is a team captain? Oh, don't. Don't you dare. All right. Um, all right. Let's go. Uh, let's go birthdays. And then I got a couple other Eagles things I want to hit you with. All right. All right. Birthdays. Mick Jagger, 80 today. Mick Jeez. Jagger, 80 years old. How did this happen? But yes. Oh, 
he is 80. It was a, he, I saw Keith Richards sent out a nice little, little, uh, you know, message to him on social media. All right. Stanley Kubrick, the, the great director, yep. uh, 20, uh, 1928 is when he was born. He's unfortunately no longer with us. Dorothy Hamill, the great figure skater, 67 yep. years old, uh, today. Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock, uh, great actress is 59 today. Would you consider her strong? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I put her in a, I put her in attractive category, but I wouldn't put her in strong. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I love her. I'm a big fan of hers as an actress. Good actress. She's an Academy Award winner. Yep. Uh, she can play any role from comedy yes. to serious drama. Good range. Good range. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess you know what I, I think I would I would tend to agree with you. I would say pretty, uh, very attractive. Don't don't yeah. get me wrong. Yes. But yeah, not there's there's a, like a different quality that takes you into the strong range. Yeah, yeah. see, yeah. you know what I mean. I, I, wanted, I wanted to get your clarification on that. Yeah, I, I would say yeah, I would agree with you. Uh, Jason Statham, I'll, I'll watch anything he's oh, in. That guy's phenomenal. That, that dude can flip tiddly winks, and I watch him. Man, <laughs> yeah, I know he's just, he's interesting. You know what I mean. The roles he play he plays in from, um, you know, all the Fast and the Furious movies um, to the Expendables. Uh, what my favorite movie he was in was called Crank High Voltage. That's very good. It's a very good movie. You know, uh, the Italian Job he was in that. You know, yep. it dude. He's and you know he does most of his own stunts. Yeah, I know. He was a world class diver. Yeah, and he he was, wait, I got. I'm glad you said that. He was a part of the. British National Diving Squad for 12 years. Yes, he was a big-time diver, yep, before he got into, uh, you know, acting. Uh, all right, this next one I would put in the strong category. Kate Beckinsale. Absolutely, I agree. Very strong, 50 years old today. I love uh, her in those underworld movies. Yes, she's very good in that. Uh, Helen Mirren is 78 today. I was waiting for you. No, the answer would have been no, uh, no. Uh uh, 30 Elizabeth Gilly, she's 30 years old uh, yep. today. Taylor Momsen, she's an actress and a singer. She's 30 years old as well. Roger Taylor, who was the drummer for from Queen, uh, is 74 today. Yep. Carl Young, the philosopher and author, is uh, was born this day, 1875. Uh, Vivian Vance, who was uh, the Lucy's partner in crime, right? Yes. Yes, in the old Lucy show, 1909, she was born. Really good actor, Jason Robards, who was always good in everything. 1922, he was born. Blake Edwards, a director, was also born in 1922. Uh, Monica Raymond, actress, she was in Chicago Fire, is 37 years old today. Gracie Allen, who was George Allen's uh, wife, right. was born yep. on this day, 1895. Say goodnight, Gracie, was the famous line. Yep. Gary Sharon from the, the group, the Sharones, uh, was also in Van Halen, is 62 today. Cress Williams, good actor, uh, good good character actor in a lot of different things, is 55 today. Uh, Jeremy Piven from Entourage, yep. among other things. Uh, Jeremy Piven also starred in a, a, a movie my buddy produced and wrote called The Last Call. Um, really? Yeah, he's 58 today, uh, Jeremy Piven. Yeah, it was, it was uh, said he was a really nice guy. Uh, Tariq Cohen, the running back uh, along of the Bears, 28 years old. Van Jefferson, good good uh, receiver in his own right, is 27 years old. Uh, Vetus Gerolitis, uh passed away very young, but was a was a phenomenal yeah. tennis player back in his day. Uh, born in 1954, Leal Collins is 30 today. The great Bob Lilly, uh, Cowboys player, is 84 today. Who did I miss, D-Gun? Uh, the Hall of Fame pitcher Hoyt Wilhelm was born on this day in 1922. Hmm. Um 
Kenny Neal from the Steelers safety uh, is 28. Xavier Woods of the Panthers is 28 today. Uh, sad story, Delonte West. Um, we know his story from Villanova. Yep. Young, promising basketball. St. Joe's, St. Joe's, but yeah. Yep, yes, yep. I'm sorry, St. Joe's, you're right. Yeah. As far as we know, is he still homeless? Yeah, they, the last stuff I saw wasn't good. I know, I, I will say the Mavericks and Mark Cuban have really tried to help. Uh, yes. he, they have done a lot for him, and I I don't know where things quite stand, but it's not. Yeah. It wasn't good the last I saw. Yeah. Uh, the great Tommy McDonald was born on this day in 1934. Nice. Uh, Kevin Spacey, 64 today. Mm. Uh, Joe Jackson, the, the um, father of the great Jackson 5 family. Okay. Uh, was born on this day in 1928. Uh, really good uh, inside linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals, Isaiah Simmons, is 25 today. Right. Former great college quarterback, Major Applewhite. Remember that name? Major Applewhite. Oh, Texas, right? Texas quarterback, yep, 45 today. And the last one is a name that a lot of people may not be familiar with, but it's a very historic name, and I'll tell you why. Oh, first of all, George Bernard Shaw, the playwright, mm-hmm. Nobel, Nobel Prize winner, mm-hmm. was born on this day in 1856. And then are you familiar with the name of Kiki Camarena? Kiki Camarena. Kiki, Kiki Camarena was a DEA agent um, back in the early 80s. And he was sent into Mexico to um, infiltrate a lot of these big name drug cartels like Pablo Escobar and El Chapo and these guys. And he was uh, he was brutally tortured and murdered by uh, one of the cartels. And that really opened a floodgate for the U.S. to go in there and snuff out the Pablo Escobars and the El Chapos. Um, yeah, the DEI and FBI, once that happened, because he was well-liked, well-respected, he was like undercover in Mexico for a long time, and he was finally exposed, and they tortured and killed this guy. Um, he was born in Mexicali, Mexico, but he, he graduated from my wife's high school in Calexico, California. Wow. Um, and he was a great agent, and the, he's, still, he's still honored today. He was that popular. Uh, I forgot what the, what the day is called, but he, he has a special day among... Um, the DEA and FBI um, organizations. Oh. Um, but yeah, a matter of fact, his story is told in so many movies and so many docu- documentaries. If you go on and look at a lot of these cartel movies on Netflix, his name is mentioned. He has, he has a prominent role. His, what well, actors play his, his role mm-hmm. in a number of them that are really good and well done, like the cartel type movies. And you see, you know, what he was, what he did and how he was tortured. Um, and it really set United States off in terms of combating the drug, the the, the drug infiltration into the United States. All right, I didn't, I did not know the background. That's, that's oh yeah, uh, it's an incredible story. Wow, good information there, Derek. Uh, all right, before we get to movies, let me throw this one out there. Uh, sadly, Sinead O'Connor passed away, fifty-six years old. Uh, what? No. Yeah. Great voice. Uh, no. Yeah, they they found her. Uh, found her passed away. Uh, they don't know what the cause of death is. Oh but yeah. man. 56 years old, of course, you know, nothing compares to you. The Prince yeah. song, you know, uh, you know, whatever. So a lot of other stuff, a lot of, a lot of controversy along the way, but yeah, 56, man, very young, too young. Yeah. She's gone. So, mm. uh, all right. Beyond that, let's go into the movies here. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, which was very good. Uh, yes. Quentin Tarantino, 2019, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, little miss sunshine, 2006 Wolverine, uh, Hugh Jackman, 2013 movie. awesome yep. movie uh austin uh, powers uh, gold member i believe that was the beyonce one with o2 uh came out in o2 yep uh fruitvale station with michael b jordan 2013 excellent movie uh thomas 
and the Magic Railroad 2000. That's from Thomas, the uh, the tank engine yep. uh, back in the day. So what what else uh, what else did you have? Uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation came out in 1985. That was a funny, but one of my favorite movies. Yeah, uh, that came out in '85. So many of those. I mean, like the first uh, one, and then the uh, the Christmas one is still. The strong. Christmas one is my favorite, dude. That is I think so it might great. be mine too. Yeah, of, of all of them. Yeah, I, uh, you know the 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 aunt who who packaged up her cat. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Hand her the package and it's shaking. Girl comes out of the tree. And it and the dog tears up the house. The dog barfing up bones under the under the table. You know, <laughs> cousin and, Eddie's feeding the dog under the table. Oh my goodness! Uh, Eddie Eddie relieving himself in the, in the drain oh and, and and pumping pumping now, all his all his waste into the drain from the yeah. RV. Yeah. Oh my goodness, dude! That that movie is classic. Oh my god! Yes, that was. You're right. That is, and the first one's funny too. I mean, when they they can't, they're trying to get the what's it, Wally World. You remember the first one where they're trying to oh, drive yeah. there? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean. You know. The original was good, but yeah. that second one, the Christmas vacation one, dude, that was off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. And then how about how about the yeah, uh, the cat uh gets Louise uh what's her name? Louise Dreyfus next door. Oh yeah, Julie 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 Louis Dreyfus, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And the yeah. dog and the cat attack her at the front door. She goes back home and punches her husband in the face. Yeah. Everything yeah. they had the you know, the light thing, the whole thing with them next door. Oh, everything man. yeah, everything was happening to them. That's uh that's pretty funny. Um, all right. So a couple little NFL notes here. Uh, Shaquille Leonard, who had a really tough year injury wise last year, said he's feeling better than he's felt in a long, long time. So he's ready to rock and roll. Uh, you know, he, he, he admitted he rushed back a little bit from the initial back surgery that he had uh, probably yeah. a little bit too soon, but he's dialed it back some. Um, so he's uh, he should be good to go. You know, there's some other, I guess, notable, um, guys on the pup list which really isn't that big a deal right now they're just trying to play it smart with some of these guys but it's something to keep your eye on just to sort of see where they are as we uh as we maneuver forward here like for the cardinals it's kyler murray it is uh bj ujulari and it's zach Ertz. you know you talk about guys all coming off pretty serious knee injuries (laughs) excuse me so no no real surprise there um other than that, I'm just trying to look at some other odds and ends here of guys who were <clears throat> going into the season banged up. Yeah, that's really the, there's not a ton of huge names out there. The other ones you would expect who were hurt late in the season and not ready to go right. for the Eagles. Uh, they're going to take it a little bit slow here with a couple of guys, Derek Barnett being one of them, Avante Maddox being one of them uh, for sure, which is the smart way to go. I mean, you, you need these guys for the long haul. And let's face it, this is a big year for Derek Barnett. You know, oh, they, oh my goodness. And, and I think there's a role for him on this team. I really do. Yeah. I think he can help. If, if he, if he, if he's thoroughly watched what they went through last season, I would think from my perspective, uh, not being a part of that, it stokes my fire even more. So to come back and change a lot of narratives that people on the outside looking in have of me. And I, and as a reason why the Eagles still have him on this team, you know, I know a lot of people are down on him and understandably so. But I do think he's a, he's a, he has a potential uh, to get himself six, seven sacks this season, you know, and help their rotation out tremendously. Yeah, look, I think so, too. Uh, I think that it, it's it, the opportunities there for him because you're not going to be asking him to do a ton. He's part of that that rotation, which I think will help him ease his way back in a little bit yes. here. And nobody's expecting anything from him. So you know, no. now's the opportunity. Nobody's talking about him. Nobody's expecting anything of him. You know, so with that said, go in there, young man, do your job, 
and silence your critics. Yeah. Because he is a good dude. You know, I know people always judge athletes by their stats, but when you get to know and talk people, you understand he's a he's a good, he genuinely good dude. Doesn't like to say a whole lot, doesn't say a lot, just wants to go about his business. Um, and I and I'm and I'm rooting for him. I hope he I hope he comes out and has a great season individual. Yeah, he's one of the guys who there isn't much in terms of individuals on the team. There isn't a lot of anticipation for him. And he's he's a guy who could surprise. You know, he's a non-young guy who could really surprise on this team. And there yeah. aren't a lot of those. You know, yeah. there really aren't. And it got him at a, a decent price. It's not like he's killing the, the, the cap, you know. So, um, you know, he's got everything in front of him. It's up to him now to go out and yeah. produce. Yep. Uh, elsewhere, Arthur Smith is sporting a mustache now. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we give you everything here. We give you everything. All right. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. want to thank our guy, Tone. Tone's Ooh. got the fresh cut, by the way. Have you seen Tone? No. You know, Tone, Tone I, yourself up real quick. Tone, Tone hides in the shadows and takes shots at D-Gun all day. That's all right, though. All right. Come on, Tone. Come on. All right. Here's the new look. What? Oh, there it is. He oh, clean. He went oh, clean, man. He got the D-gun look. Yeah, he's got the D-gun going on. <laughs> oh. I like it. You know D-gun, why? My father. <laughs> oh. Hey, you know why? Because that Texas heat making his head. That's why. That's it. That's I like uh, it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, uh, the headline was starting to recede a little too much for me, so I said, you know what? Let's just go clean. Take it off. Exactly there you go. Right. Exactly. Don't you right. feel I feel like I feel like Bane, baby. I feel like Bane. I was born in the dark. There you, hey, while you guys are talking, I'm looking at the new uh, Equalizer 3 trailer. When is that coming yes. out? I don't see that. Uh, I can't wait. Soon. I don't know. Very soon. I think next month. Very soon. Ooh. I can't wait. I'm in. I'm in. Kevin Savar said D-Gun's little brother. I was going to reveal it later on, but uh, you guys. I, I like hand. it, dude. I'm sorry if I, if I spoiled your surprise, but I like it. Uh, all right, everybody. Club, brother. I know. I know. Rob, you got to join us, man. I'm next. <laughs> Take it off. All right. So, everybody, listen. Have a great rest of your day. Uh, thanks to everybody in the chat, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Stay tuned for Dan Cilio, National Football Show. We will see you guys tomorrow. Appreciate Same time. You Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.